You're clean, aren't you? Except for your tower. You're a tower junkie, Roland. Hello and welcome to Tower Junkies, presented by ObsessiveViewer.com. Tower Junkies is a podcast celebrating the work of Stephen King with a special focus on his magnum opus, The Dark Tower series. We discuss the themes, characters, and mythology of the series in Palaver episodes and review the books and comic series in Kef episodes. We also discuss non-Tower King novels, TV and film adaptations of King's work, and the latest news about all things that serve the King. You can find more of our work at TowerJunkiesPod.com and follow us on every level of social media at TowerJunkiesPod. I'm one of your hosts, Matt Hurt, and with me, as usual, is Tiny. Hey, guys. Hi, Tiny. How's it going? Bueno. Greato. We um, <laughs> we just recorded a special Patreon-exclusive uh, recording, uh, which you can find at patreon.com slash obsessive viewer. We talked about a bevy of, <laughs> no pun intended, we talked about a bevy of different things. <laughs> and Beverly Marsh. Uh, yes, we, we, she actually did not come up. Um, <laughs> she did not. Yeah, we, uh, we, uh, anyway, we, we talked a lot about, uh, dogs and death and yeah. movies. Uh, so yeah, check that out at patreon.com slash obsessive viewer. You get access to a, uh, bunch of specific, uh, recordings recorded specifically for Patreon supporters. So today on the podcast, we're doing something special that we haven't done one of these since the Dark Tower movie came out. Uh, we're doing a commentary track, and that is super exciting. So basically what we're doing in honor of the impending release of It Chapter 2, we are recording a special commentary track for It Chapter 1. So if you're listening to this and you want to watch the movie along with us, uh, we're going to do a timestamp. Uh, to sync it up with the movie. And yeah, so without further ado, let's go right into it. Tiny, are you prepared? I'm ready. Okay. All right. We are going to, we, uh, uh, we are watching this on Vudu. Uh, it's not, we're watching it on Vudu. <laughs> um, it's a digital copy. We are at the zero second mark and the Warner Brothers logo is on screen and we are pressing play right now. Now. Okay. <laughs> Two seconds. Three seconds. Four seconds. Warner Brothers. Uh, so tiny. Yes, sir. It chapter one. Yes. Yes. Are you, how many times have you seen this? I saw, I've seen it twice. Saw it in the theater and oh, then really? once at home. Yeah. Interesting. I have watched this so many times. Oh, really? Yeah. It's kind of been my go-to of like something to throw on in the background while I'm editing. Um, and what's interesting is like this beginning part where it has the like children singing. I almost said screaming. Um, <laughs> that goes into the piano music playing. Uh, I thought that was interesting. Kind of a, uh, I didn't really make it correlate with the book at all or anything. Um, but I thought it was an interesting. Did you have any feelings on that? A little bit, a little bit of a horror movie trope, I think. No, uh, yes. That's, yeah. I think that's kind of what I was getting at. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I love these, this, I'm glad, I'm so glad that, um, this the movie kept in line with the book, mm-hmm. with the opening. Oh yeah, started out with you know Georgie, Georgie and 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 Big Bill mm-hmm. starting out with the the boat and the the gutter and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just such a perfect way to start the story. It absolutely is. And I think if they had done something else, it would have just felt out of place, or it wouldn't have. I don't know if they could have captured the tone and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. 
uh, all the good qualities of the movie if they would have started somewhere else. Absolutely, and it sets up Bill's arc throughout the whole movie, really, and kind yeah. of sets the sets the stakes for the town of Derry, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just, I love a good shot sequence where weather is is in in play, like the rain and everything. Like it's just, it's it's kind of gorgeous, right? Um, and I remember when we saw this in the theater, because we went the first time I saw it in theater, because I saw it a couple times in theaters. Um, first time I saw it in theaters was with our, um, Facebook group, uh, yeah. our group outing, uh, Losers Club, uh, screening. And, like, I think any time that I watch a Stephen King movie, like a, a newer Stephen King movie that hasn't been released yet, I just kind of get really excited whenever, whenever I say like, see, like, based on the novel by Stephen King. Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't know, it's, it's exciting. It sure is. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to mention the font when it says October 1988. Mm-hmm. The, it's, it's a weird kind of, uh, it's a nice homage to like 80s slasher movies, I feel like. Okay. And particularly, I don't know if this is intentional or if this is just me kind of conflating it in my mind, but, it kind of feels similar to like the font and like the Halloween movies. Yeah, it does. Um, yeah. Has that feel to it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what do you think of the acting? Uh, that's, I mean, that's one of the, like one of the highlights of the movie is that, mm-hmm. um, the kids are not terrible. The kids are right. actually opposite. They're fantastic. And, mm-hmm. and all of them are. I mean, I don't think there's, I don't think there's a weak link in this cast at all. I really don't think so no, either. Not anywhere. If there is one, I sure as hell don't know where mm-hmm. it is. Um, we might find it here. We might. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but even like, you know, Georgie, uh, I don't know how old that actor is, but he can't be more than eight or nine years old. Right. Uh, when they were filming this. And that's hard, man. I, you know, totally. What the hell was I doing when I was eight or nine? Yeah. Was probably still pooping my pants. Right. We're up, uh, 33 here. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, last week. I mean, <laughs> not really. No. Um, yeah, the the basement sequence and everything where he's now he's running up the stairs with the flashlight and everything. Um I forgot to check when we were watching it, but did it he was I I kept looking for easter eggs when I first saw it and like I think he passed by like turtle wax and I was like is that a, is that a reference? <laughs> um but yeah. Yeah. Um but plus that that opening him going into the basement. Mhm. Uh, I think this, one of the gr- things that's so great about this story mm-hmm. is that, you know, we were all kids once and we all had these, these feelings and most of us had a good group of friends and stuff like that. Yes. And so there's just, there's just heaps and mountains of stuff to relate to mm-hmm. as a, a reader of the book or a watcher of the movie. Mm-hmm. And that, that's why part, part of why this story succeeds so well. Yes. Um, and, and one of the things is, that that jumps jumped right out of me with this opening, uh, this prelude, if you will, mm-hmm. is Georgie going down to that basement because I grew up with the basement. Oh yeah, and I was scared of it because it's dark as balls down there. Right, and it's it's scary. You look, mm-hmm. you. I remember looking down the basement stairs as a kid and being thankful that we had the light switch at the top of the stairs. Yeah, and I could turn the lights on. Like, okay, there's <laughs> nothing down there. Um, and I remember, you know. You turn off the lights and you look down those stairs and it's like mm-hmm. something could just jump right out of there right now. And it's just, it's that total, the movie taps into that totally irrational fear. Totally. That you had as a child. Yep. And like they just cap, and it, it, there's no dialogue in that scene. Mm-hmm. It's all, 
emotion, it's emotive from uh, the actor playing Georgie, um, and 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 camera work. Yeah, and it's just oh, yeah. it's just that. Well There's done. some sound design there too, but it was also it's also right. like and and kind of tricking the eye a little bit. But it's like, I mean, it's it's it is so evocative of that time of your life where you're a kid and you yes. like your your imagination is overactive, and it's it's just uh like you you put what is in there. Like you, you put fear into the basement of a dark. Basement. Right. Right. Um, and I want to mention that we, we passed by where it's a based on novel by Stephen King and mm. he, he knocked his head on the, on the thing. Yeah. Uh, there's a great subreddit called kids falling over. Yeah. Um, hilarious. Yeah. Uh, it's just children being knocked over or falling over cause they don't have like fast enough reflexes. It's hilarious. So. Oh, there's a great Instagram. Just, that's just called mm. kids getting hurt. Nice. Fantastic. Paige and I just laugh our asses off at it all the time. That's awesome. Yeah. So we get our introduction of Pennywise the Dancing Clown. Um Bill Skarsgård, man. I know. I've I've never looked it up, but I wonder mm-hmm. if there's if if he had any uh te- technological help with his voice, like Oh, that's did they a good do question. any distortion on his voice or anything? If they didn't, mm-hmm. holy shit. Right. I mean, just the inflections that he uses and the, the the gruffness in certain areas. It's lower in some points, it's higher in others. Mm-hmm. Just uh, man, if if he did that all on his own, that's wicked impressive. I I want to say that he probably did, and that maybe that's just me just wanting him wanting him to have done it. Yeah. I do know the eye thing that he does in the movie is he can actually do that with his eye. Okay. Like kind of move it. Oh, there's a cat. There's a cat. We have to mark each cat in the movie. Um, there's a little kitty. Mm-hmm. And that's another quick scene, important part of the story where... I agree. Great performance by the cat. Yeah, totally. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> but no, the, the, the adults kind of passively, or just sort of the unknowing adult, mm-hmm. or it, it's, it's an aspect of the story where the adults in the town of Derry don't just kind of turn a blind eye or yes. it's, it's like they, they subconsciously don't want the evil that is Pennywise to be there. And so they right. sort of ignore it in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's explained way better in the book. Yeah. Uh, Stephen King's better with words than me. I don't know if right. you knew that. Um, <laughs> so, but, but it's, it's a part of the story that I'm another, it's another thing that I'm glad they kept in the movie because mm-hmm. it's one of the, the eerier and, and scarier parts of the movie or yeah. of the story. Just the fact that, then no adults are... There's no one there to help. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. There's no one these kids can go to. Absolutely. And that's one of the things that, like, a lot of movies kind of trip up with is, like, the question of, like, okay, well, why don't they just tell an adult or whatever? It's like, right. this is a magical entity that is, you know, that the adults essentially can't see. Like, later when we get the blood stuff, it's like, they, they only they can see it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I love this scene with Pennywise and Georgie, like Bill Skarsgård's whole demeanor and everything, the, the tone of his voice and everything is just terrifying. And here when the freaking, uh, another cat, the cat, the same cat. It is. It is a witness to the murder. <laughs> um, but when his teeth come out and like they show the, the arm coming off is like brutal and all the blood in the rain, just, oh, just such a, an amazing sequence. So well shot. Yes. And the cat's meowing. Mm-hmm. Um, a dog would have done something about it. I, mean, I don't know just saying. about that. Hashtag yeah. just saying. Well, I don't know. Uh, just a bunch of blood in the street. Let's turn around and go back yep. inside. It's right. 
<laughs> yeah. I love this kind of like zoom in and twisting of the camera through mm, the uh, yeah. sewer. A lot of great camera work. It's this amazing. Movie. Really well done. Oh yeah. And I love at the end, and we'll talk about it when we get to it, obviously, but I love at the end when it's just like it, chapter one. And it, like, like, we knew that there was going to be another one. Right. And everything, because right. I need to do the adult side, but it's just like, I just, I love that. Like, it felt just great. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is going to be, a ma- by the way, if you hadn't figured it out, the majority of this commentary is going to be us gushing over the movie. Yeah, exactly. I, we can't help it. I mean, it's yes. really, really great movie. Right. Um, I just don't know. There's not, there's not much we can do about it. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> so get used to it. Yep. Um, yeah. It's in the shots of dairy and everything is, is, is great. Yeah. Um, so how do you feel about the way Mike was written in the movie? Cause it's considerably different from the book. Cause in the book, his uh-huh. parents, um, I think his parents are alive. Maybe I don't remember. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. But the, the fire at the black spot is, is like in Derry's history and everything. Mm-hmm. And he is just like, you know, a victim of, you know, racist encounters with, uh, Henry Bowers and, and his gang and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of went a little light on that. They did, the but I, I think it was a, I'm okay with that choice because in the book, that was happening in the 1950s. True. When, true. I'm not to say not trying to say we solved racism, right? But it wasn't as big of a problem in 1988. It wasn't as systemic in 1988, right? As it was in 1955 or 1958. Yeah. Um, so I think I think that choice makes sense. But having said that, I think Mike was probably the least well developed mm-hmm. uh, of the of the Losers Club. Yeah, because um, I feel like he he's developed really well in the book, obviously, right? Um, and he just, he has a lot. A lot more story, a lot more bulk in the mm-hmm. in the book, uh, and a lot of it was not in the movie. Um, yeah. Not to say he was it was not done well, or you know, I'm, I don't think it was bad, right? But it's noticeably different. Yeah. yeah, and also, so we we have the Losers Club here now. We've got uh, Richie, Bill, Stan, and Eddie, and they just passed by Henry Bowers and his and his gang, and Patrick Hockstetter's there, played by Owen Teague in the movie, uh-huh. and. He's not developed in the movie the way he is in the book. In the book, he's right. very chilling and, and creepy. Um, do you feel like, did you feel like that was like not handled well or did they not have time for it? Do they need to have it? I think it was, uh, I was fine with it because, um, there, again, there's only so much you can squeeze into, a, you know, a two hour movie. Mm-hmm. And you know, this is eventually probably going to be with the second. Chapter is probably going to be more like four and a half hours, I would yeah, say. Yeah, they've not announced more. the runtime of chapter two. It's like three hours. Is it? Geez. Yeah. So we're talking, looking at over five hours yeah. total. Um, the book is over a thousand pages. Yeah. And so, I mean, you have to cut some. There are sacrifices to be made. Right. Yeah. And, and so I, you know, I'm fine with it. Mm-hmm. One thing that I kind of, uh, when we get to where we just passed the scene where they, uh, the girls, uh, pour the trash, uh, with the water in the bathroom on Bev in the stall, like, I kind of was thinking about that, like, yeah, it's gross and everything, but it's also, it's a bath, like, it's just paper towels, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And maybe soap, but... Yeah, who knows. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, and we saw the shot of them throwing their book bags or their (laughs) books and everything away. That was just... (laughs) Pretty classic. Such a nice, like... End of school year kind of. Do you thing. did you do that when you were a kid? Like you celebrate school year, school's out. Like, Not 
really, really? I don't think. Um, I did. I was excited about it, obviously. Yeah. But, yeah. I feel like it's a very kid thing, a very, like, like fifth grader thing to do yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I, I agree. Um, which they're, they're all tw- like 12 in, um, in the book, right? Yeah, in the book they're like 11 or 12, I think. Yeah. Um, so we get our introduction to, <laughs> to Henry Bowers and Bell Truggins and, uh, uh, um, ONT plays Patrick Hockstetter. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought this was interesting where, uh, Henry's like, you got a free pass because you're a brother, but now you're dead or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was kind of interesting. Like, you know, he, it's a weird kind of thing. Like, oh, he, uh, he, he the bully cut him a break because his brother's missing. Yeah. Um, that's nice of him. It is nice of him. <laughs> um, but of course he like spits in his face or something now. Yeah. Oh, no, he licks his hand Ugh. and rubs it. Yes. Gross. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so I like that Bell Chuggins is one of the one of the one of his his cohorts and everything and just like our introduction to him is him burping in I think Richie's ear or something. Yeah. And like they don't reference his name or anything. His name's <laughs> Bell Chuggins yeah. because of that, but I don't know, I kinda like that. Right. Um so Ben and Bev <laughs> this scene is so charming. It's so cute. It is Ben is such a cute little kid. He um, is I can't think of the actor's name. Um oh I don't know offhand. But uh yeah, it's just, it's so, like, genuine, like, nerves and everything. Yeah. When um, I watched this, uh, Paige and I watched this on, mm. I think, I don't know, I think we rented it or something. Or no, okay. I, I got the, I got the Blu-ray and we watched it. Oh, okay. And, nice. uh, and every time, uh, she sees, his name's Jeremy Ray Taylor, mm-hmm. the, the actor who plays Ben Hanscom. Okay. Every, every time he says anything, she's just like, oh, <laughs> oh, he's, oh, he's just so cute. And I'm just like, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> but he is, he's an adorable little kid. Shut up, I'm trying to watch the movie. Yeah. Um <laughs> trying to watch these kids get murdered. Right. <laughs> um yeah, but this is just a very cute scene. Mm-hmm. Um Um The But speaking of uh Beverly, mm-hmm. um Sophia Lillis, the actress. Yes. Her performance this is a random poll. Mm-hmm. Her performance in this she, but fucking blew me away. I think oh, she like, absolutely. I, I think she was the standout, right? Which is uh, saying something with how mm. great these kids were. Yeah. Um, her performance in this reminds me a lot of um, L. Fanning in <gasps> Super, Super Eight. 8. Yes, because I remember watching her and I was like, Jesus, this kid's like twelve. She's like, yeah. she's like, she's like, uh, um. Meryl Streep in it right now. Yeah. Like, she's just crushing this. Oh, yeah. Um, I was, I just remember being blown away. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's what it made me think of. Yeah. Which is a wow. movie. It's, that's a movie that I need to see again. Super 8. I think mm-hmm. I saw it in the theater and didn't see it again. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I've seen it a few. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. It's basically, uh, E.T. Yeah. It's basically J.J. Yeah. Abrams like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to do a riff on E.T. Right. Um, and then like later on, he's like, I'm going to do a riff on A New Hope. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and uh, and uh, like this, we get like just little book things with like his bike being silver. Yeah. Um, and we don't get like any, like it's not a plot point or anything. It's just something for the book fans, I think. Right. Um. Now, when we were in the theater and we saw this, I was so 
excited because I thought for the briefest moment, I thought that his dad was played, like right here, I thought that he was played by Steven Weber. Looks a lot like him. He does. And I was like, that would have been so cool because Steven Weber did the audiobook. Mm. Um, but it's not him, so. Yeah. yeah. Bummer. Yeah. Um, this, in, this little maze thing or whatever that he did is, uh, it's kind of clever and kind of, weird but in the, in the context it's like kind of cruel it is <laughs> like his dad sitting here watching this yeah um or out of context i guess it's a little cruel right uh but he's showing like i don't know it's 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 clever like it shows how clever bill is mm-hmm. um it's a good way to kind of ex- expedite the kind of whole idea of Georgie being gone because and how it affects Bill. Yeah. And like here where his dad has the outburst, like in the book, there's a big part about how his parents have, uh, are having trouble after like, like they, it's severely tarnished their marriage and everything. Um, and like, I like that we have this scene where his dad is having the like outburst and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, cause it just shows like in the most economic way possible that, you know, the whole family's hurting. Right. Um, even the little hamster guy, because mm-hmm. he doesn't have his maze. I think it also, it, yeah, it sort of drives home the idea of how detached the parents are as well. Yes. Because if you think this, about... Sorry, this shot of Dairy is like... It's like an idyllic. It is the most Idyllic Stephen establishing, King yeah. Dairy, th- it's beautiful. It's like, perfect, I want to live yeah. here. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, sorry. It's you like were a saying? great little town. Yep. Um, but I think uh, in addition to the actual... Um, the uh what's the word I'm looking for? The um the, supernatural yeah. effect of the parents not being able to, you know, mm-hmm. understand what's going on. There's yeah. there's this massive like this collective psychological aspect to the fact that kids die in this town. Yeah. And so the the parents and the adults are just you know, they don't have they can't they don't have time or they don't have right. the psychological capacity to think about what the cause of it is. They're just thinking, oh, the kids are, di- we have a strange knack in this town for kids just disappearing or like, right. it's not like there's a murderer in town. It's just yeah. like these kids just, there's a lot of accidents or something. Exactly. And, and they're just, they're, they're checked out. They're mm-hmm. psychologically checked out. So there's yeah. like this, there's like more of a scientific reason for it mm-hmm. too. And I think it was exemplified pretty well in that that garage scene there. Totally. And it's interesting because obviously you have to make changes from the book and everything to just cut it down to that. Like in the book, there's a lot of backstory about like, um, the, uh, the Corcoran kid who like his dad, like beat him and like his brother was like taken by Pennywise or I don't remember the specifics, but like there's a whole thing with like a trial and everything for the, for the father, stepfather or something. And it's just, it's like, it's, it's, eats up a big part of the book, but it's very important, like context and everything for the town of Derry. But I like this whole kind of like blind eye kind of thing that the adults have. Mm-hmm. Um, so here we'll get to the, the whole like burnt people in there. Um, also I like the, the prop of the meat that he's delivering. Just like, I've always liked the idea of like meat wrapped in paper. Like yeah. That. Um, I don't know. It's just quaint. Mm-hmm. But, uh, we saw Henry scream, like, get out of my town or something like that. Like, that's the closest we get to, like, you know, racism. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. In the pages of the novel, uh, there would be a lot more N-words. A lot more, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I kind of feel like they kind of invented more backstory for Stan, because in the book, it's not, he's not planning for his, uh, 
bar mitzvah or anything, and the whole painting thing is is uh, completely different from from the book. Right. Um, how do you feel about this actor playing Stan and the arc that he goes through? He, it's I, I think again, you know, there's you have to uh, make sacrifices and then edit for for a movie adaptation. Yeah. And so this was sufficient. I'll put it that way. Sure. Um, and when the the painting is, you know personified or whatever it's mm. it's scary and weird and yeah and crazy um the the actor uh mm. played by uh wyatt olaf okay yeah. uh it, i don't want to say he's the weak link but mm. i feel like i mean the character of stan if you read the book is you know a lim a, more of a limited character right anyways right. and let's so, not spoil anything i'm not trying yeah i'm not okay, trying to gotcha. spoil anything i was trying to tiptoe around it yeah didn't um, he say spo- not spoiling it spoil something? I don't think so. Okay, I think you're too spoiler aware sometimes. I think I think so too. <laughs> yeah, but um, spoiler, I am afraid of spoiling. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think it's I, I think it's fine. Like I said, there's there's limitations to everything, and mm-hmm. um, not cool not to say that Wyatt Olaf is a crappy actor. I'm right. not saying that. Um, it's just when you have an ensemble like this, there's bound to be someone who's maybe not given an, as much of an opportunity as the other actors, I would say. Yeah. Something like um, that. It's yeah. like, yeah, this is scary as shit right here. Yeah. Did oh, you... the hands. <laughs> yeah, like, this is, it's effective. Mm-hmm. It's just not in the book, and it's right. It's different. Yep. Um, did you ever see Andy Muschietti's other movie? That is creepy, the shot of the, the woman. Yeah. Oh, that's creepy. Um, His other movie, I think it's called Mama. No, I never okay. saw that one. Apparently, like, the design of her, the painting lady, was, like, very, very, like, similar to the evil entity in his other movie. Okay. So, it's an interesting kind of homage. Gotcha. Um, I love the dialogue <laughs> between the kids. Like, Richie Toger is amazing. Finn yes. Wolfhard. Like, it's such a, it's such a different character from, um, uh, Mike in Stranger Things. Yeah. Um, but he, and he, but he does it so well. It's, it's so great. Mm hmm. Yeah. I think the, uh, like I said, I think the standout was, uh, Sophia Lillis as Beverly mm-hmm. Marsh, but a very close second was, uh, Jack Dylan Grazer as Eddie Casper. As Eddie Casper. For me. Yes. I, he was just hilarious. Oh, and he's like, amazing. I think, I think the character in the movie is almost better than the character in the book. I would agree with you. I, that's how, yeah. that's how good he was. I, oh, um, absolutely. Um, so, and like, there's a funny story, um, where maybe it'd be better to hang on to it, but okay. it was, it's an interaction between, uh, Oh, the gazebos. No, no, it's, there's an interaction between, um, Jack Dylan Grazer and, and Bill Denbro that mm. it's, it's an anecdote that, that, uh, or not Bill Denbro, uh, Bill Skarsgård. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, an interaction while they were acting that, uh, Bill oh, Skarsgård yeah. shared on a talk show. Mm-hmm. That's, that's pretty funny. Um, so I'll come back to that later yeah. when it, when it pops up in the movie. Mm. So, um, I couldn't remember when I, when I saw the movie, if, uh, if Ben's poem is verbatim from the book and it is. That's what I thought. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's very good. That's such a cute, like, oh, he does say hi, Silver. Um, anyway, but it's not a big plot point, but anyway, that's such a cute, like kid thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also all the adults, like Eddie's, Eddie's mother, this librarian, <laughs> Uh, they all seem like very, for lack of a better word, very heavily done. Like, like the makeup and like 
oftentimes are like wearing glasses. I kind of feel like that's intentional, like showing that it's like kind of a further, further dividing them in a way. Yeah. Um, it's almost like a caricature. Kind of, yeah. Almost, yeah. Oh, I think, yeah. I think you're right. Um, mm-hmm. And even like Beverly's dad, Mr. Marsh, is um, just like super sweaty, and he's like kind of wearing the the standard like wife beater shirt and stuff yes. like that. Um, he's very greasy. Yep. Um, but yeah, it it is it is sort of like that's a good way, or that, that's something I noticed too. That the, the adults are very like extra, yeah, and very done up, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, it's and, a very sharp contrast to, like, the kids who... Right. Um, when you were watching this, did you notice the old lady in the background of the scene? Um, I don't think so. The one that was sitting down? No, the, uh, good. like, the old lady who's... That lady in the background who's standing there looking at him. Oh! I don't think I did, because I think I just assumed that it was the, um, librarian. Oh, no, it's... I don't think it is. But there's like people. No, there's the librarians back there, I think. right? Oh, and people yeah. are saying that like she was Pennywise, Pennywise watching and oh, manipulating the picture in the book. That's and then cool. He floats away as a yeah. I never noticed that. Right. I did kind of see because. But was there kinda, she is again. So yeah. I, don't, I don't know. It's. But she's clearly eerily watching him. Yeah. While he's looking in that book. That is so creepy. Yeah. Um, one thing I thought was interesting, and especially, I don't think this is a spoiler for chapter two because it's in the trailer from what I heard because I don't watch the trailer. Um, I thought it was interesting that Ben's arc involved him being like studying dairy and yeah. like being at the library. Like it, it fits well with his character and everything, but I feel like maybe it's at the expense of Mike's character development uh-huh. because in the book and in chapter two, he's going to be the one that's, you know, you know, stayed behind and has studied dairy. Mm-hmm. So it's just an interesting, an interesting choice to have Ben be the one who kind of knows about the town's history and stuff, but then have Mike be the one that stays behind for lack of a better term. Well, when they're kids, is there, is there someone who finds that information? Cause that's brought up on their kid. Like they understand that um, as a kid, that there's this entity that comes around every 29 they, years. They do 27, 27 years. Whatever. They do, but I don't remember. I, I don't remember the specifics. Like how they come to that information. Yeah. I, it's not as clear cut as like Ben, like investigating and everything. Right. I think it kind of comes in pieces. Like they learn about it. Okay. But I don't know. Um, but my point is in the movie, it's gotta, they have to come to that information somehow. Yeah. And so. Yeah. Ben is a good vehicle for that. He is. I'm just saying that it's interesting that Ben's the vehicle and not Mike. Given sure. What we know yeah. About adult Mike in the story. Right. Right. Um, this is an interesting sequence like it's creepy and it's a lot of uh it's like it's just very creepy and everything because it's another like dark room that is like like so tailor-made for kid fears yes um very much yeah it reminds me of like when we worked together at night as security guards like i was afraid of the building and i was in my early 20s right um yeah. So anyway, the dark will always be have a aspect of terror to it. I don't care yes. how old you are, or how much of a mm-hmm. badass you think you are. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that they left this in the in the story, like having mm-hmm. Henry carve into Ben. Right. Um, they didn't like pull a lot of punches when it came comes to the because like there's some just starkly violent and and disturbing things yes. about how essentially fucked up. The, mm-hmm. the bullies are. Yeah. And just demented and. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I, I, it's like later, this is another really cool scene. This is in the trailer where the car passes by and the, the adults like actually look, but they don't react and you see the balloon. Like right. that's such a nice touch. It's like the, it's like the entity of Pennywise has, uh, has just taken over and has created this scenario where the adults just aren't, aren't capable of, of helping or being aware of what's going on. Right. Right. Yeah. I gotta love that R rating. <laughs> yes. With the H. That is so painful looking. Something that really had a, hindered the, um, miniseries. Oh, yeah. Totally. Uh, from the 90s. Um, yeah. We watched that like two years ago and I don't remember much of it. Oh, really? Yeah. I remember liking it more than I had the first time I watched it. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause I had read the book. Yeah. In between the two times I'd seen it. Um, and it's, I, I liked, uh, what I liked about it is how, how loyal so many parts of it were to the book. Yeah. Um, I think the characters were actually really well done, mm. uh, developed well in that miniseries, but it's, I mean, it's just campy as hell. Yeah, uh, totally. Very campy. Do we do a commentary track for that? Uh, yeah, I would, seriously. Oh, shit. <laughs> I really would. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, maybe. Um, don't hold us to that, guys. <laughs> it would be fun to talk about the differences. Yeah, it would be. Stuff like that. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, this is a terrible time to bring it up on the commentary. Where are you at with the sh- the Shining miniseries? Still just watched the first episode. Okay. Um, I was, I was a little dejected after watching it because yeah. I was like, man, I'm really not into this. I just haven't gotten around to watching, watching it really. Yeah. Maybe we can kind of plan on doing that in like two weeks. Yeah. I yeah. need to, I need to hunker down and watch it. Same here. Yeah. Um, so... I like how kind of truthful this is. Like, the, like first of all, seeing the barrens like this mm-hmm. is just so like the geography of it's just beautiful. Like, it's it's amazing. Yeah, good um, good set choice or uh, location choice. Yeah, like in the in the book, I kept imagining <laughs> more of like a concrete like wall around it for some reason. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's much more like it has like a more natural feel mm-hmm. in in the movie. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Ugh. Would you would you go in the sewers like that? Fuck no. Okay. <laughs> it's Hell funny. No. When I was a kid, when I was probably like their age, uh I lived in Ohio and there was I I love the inclusion of gray water by the way. Um and I, having just reread the book, um they excise the police officer that stops them cuz the police officer is like like cuz they build a dam in the book and and the dam like backs up a lot of water that eventually like goes to down certain things or whatever. And there's an Irish police officer that comes by and yells at them and explains that like, it's backing up everything. And there's shit and everything. And it's gray water. Um, so that's all excise for, for sake of time and everything. But I like how this is, how it's still kind of brought up by, uh, Eddie. But anyway, when I was a kid, <laughs> uh, there was a little playground and swimming pool by like in our apartment complex area and there was this, there was this wooded area behind like the swing sets and i remember that there was like a little like pipe like a, like a kind of not as big as that but like a, a big enough for a child to crawl through um and like on the other side of the wooded area was a golf course like i remember like one time like i actually walked or crawled or kind of kneeled through like the pipe and got to the end and there was like this like walled area there was like a gross frog and everything mm-hmm. and it was like mossy and gross uh yeah it was disgusting that's gross. Yep. So, shout out to Huntington Hills in Stowe, Ohio. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Yeah, in, these, 
kids are way braver than I ever would yeah. be going into a damn sewer. Yeah. Ugh. And I think now that we're like adults and everything, it's like we're more aware of like germs and yeah. disease. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. And like there's a lot of stuff that like I do around my house, like mm-hmm. carpentry and uh, fixing our house and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I have not done any plumbing whatsoever. Oh, really? I, that's one thing I will pay a plumber. Yep. <laughs> Come out to the house and you can do it. Yeah. <laughs> that's yep. money I will spend. <laughs> Cause I, yeah, no, thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I could, it, it's funny cause like, like we're watching Lost with, with Kirsten on Obsessive Viewer. Um, just like the idea of like drinking from a spring. Like I like that in theory, but it just, I would feel weird. Right. I don't know. Right. First world problem. Yep. Seriously. <laughs> um, I say when I have tons of gallons of water that I bought. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Oh, I forgot that uh, Patrick Hoxeter bites it so early. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah, that's one thing I kind of regret about this is that like the moment in the book where Patrick Hoxeter is, you know, killed, um, it's there's so much more to it um, because he is introduced as a just demented like sociopath of a kid that kills flies and animals and he has like in the woods he has this refrigerator that has a bunch of dead animals that he's killed right um and it's such a cool like moment because like pennywise like embodies the the fridge or whatever and i think like pulls him into it and locks it and kills him that way um i want to say bev finds it and there's blood coming out of it or something um like, this is an interesting alternative. Like, it's fine, but I, I like the way it's handled in the book much, much better. Even though, again, this does include, um, kind of, kind of also does the whole, um, darkness kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And not that it's bad, but it kind of feels at this point like it's a little, not repetitive, but almost repetitive. Um, because yeah. we've just had dark areas. And maybe that's because it was kind of a lower budget kind of movie. Yeah. Um, but I think the, the kind of trade off, like that shot of the, of the kids, uh, was super creepy and effective. And they presumably wouldn't have been able to do that if they had a big, like lit set like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I just love how creepy. Pennywise is. They hit that out of the park. They really did. So that shot of Derry, again, is just beautiful. Like, it is gorgeous. I I love it so much. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, this whole excursion to get medicine for Ben and, and first aid supplies is so great. Yes. Um, and it's nice that like, it's, it's the, the meetup between the original members of the losers club meeting Ben and then Beverly also kind of shows up. Yes. Uh, at sort of at the same time. Um, oh yeah. It's another great, like kind of economic way to bring things together because right. there's a lot, obviously in a thousand page book that has, a lot of build up and everything. Um, like there's a whole thing with, uh, Bev and, uh, uh, Richie and I think either Eddie or, or Ben where they 
are sort of on a date to see a movie. Oh, um, uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, God, I love that book so much. Yeah, the book was amazing. I can't believe I waited so long to read it. Me too. Me too. It always had that stigma that it was like, it's a mammoth of a book, but it's also like supposed to be King's best. And it's like, if I see that or if I, if I read this and then got nowhere to go, but down. Yeah. (laughs) To kind of quote Michael Scott a little bit. (laughs) Um, but yeah, this scene coming up with, yeah, right here with, uh, with Mr. Keene, the pharmacist is so unsettling. It is. Um, so creepy. Yeah. Ugh. And it's again like he again he, like he's another character who has like glasses and um yeah oh this is so cringy uh he's like I, you look just like Lois Lane oh that is so ah oh, dude mm. yeah but it's really clever how she she <laughs> is distracting him yeah um yeah. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. Like, how can you be that creepy? Yeah, and it's so... I kind of commend the movie for the way that it handles Bev's, like, implied or overtly referenced uh, sexual assault um, kind of thing. Like, she's yeah. viewed in a certain way. And, like, when like it's heavily hinted at her father, like, abusing her, um, like the super creepy way is like, you're still my little girl, aren't you? Right. Just like, ugh. I mean, I, th- but I think it's, I don't know. I think it's just like kind of verbal abuse. I don't you know. Think so? that, I don't know that he physically like did anything to her. Okay. Yeah. You know, it's, it could be, it could be either way for me. I think. Really? Yeah. Um, maybe I'm just putting more disturbing things into it than what's there. Mm-hmm. Um, cause honestly, I think, I don't remember in the book if he, physically abuses her or not but i remember like her mom asking her if her father's ever touched her and her being confused and saying like what do you mean like what oh yeah that's right um but yeah well and plus the way she for lack of a better word kind of turns it on right there while she's Mm -hmm. sort of flirting with yeah with the pharmacist you're basically saying she's asking for it no i'm I'm saying (laughs) the way that she's able to just do that at the drop Mm -hmm. of a hat is sort of you know, a uh, bit of an implication that maybe she has a little bit of experience. Experience, you know, yeah. which is very disturbing. Yeah, because she has that reputation. Right. That's all just rumors and everything. But right. yeah, I mean, who's to say that there's not like some? And they're doing it right now. Bill had her thing. back in third grade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, guys objectifying a girl. Yeah, starts so young. Jeez. Um, we've never objectified women, right? <laughs> no. Yeah. I don't even know what that means. It's when, uh, so <laughs> Bev's at home now. <laughs> yeah. And her dad is so creepy and like you just have the sense that he has this violence in him, even without the influence of Pennywise and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I'll go ahead and say it. I've said it before, I'm sure, but I do sometimes say to my cat occasionally, I say, you're still my little girl, aren't you? Oh my god. Um, she looks at me because she's a cat. And, <laughs> yeah. Be, if you, if, uh, 
it's interesting. Like, it's common in media and everything to be... Ooh, Ooh okay, yeah. yeah, so, yeah I'm not, like I, I, I wasn't remembering head. all this. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty implicit, I think. Yeah, and like stroking her ponytail or her hair. It's just... Ugh. Yeah, it's just... Ugh. But what I was going to say is that uh, it's common, like, you know, having this weird, like, oh, fathers not knowing how to deal with their children like when they have right. like, their period yeah and i don't know i don't intend to be a father i don't think i'm a father huh. <laughs> but um <laughs> but i'm like I, f- I feel like i'd handle that okay like it would be a situation where it's like okay, hey i know that this happens you know right yeah i mean yeah when you're a kid I, it's just terrifying yeah but i think as an adult i'm like yeah i mean <laughs> yeah like like the idea of talking to your kid about it right would be like I don't think it's as big of a thing as, or as big of a disconnect, I guess. I don't know, but. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe we'll feel different, or I'll feel differently when I have kids. Right. Yeah. Do you want a boy or a girl? I want both. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So this scene coming up where they're at the quarry, um, first of all, I love this, that they're just, they're, they're, kind of daring each other to jump in. They're spinning yeah. off. It's just boy stuff. Oh, total boy. Yeah. Yeah. And I love, love, like this sequence of them just being kids and playing in, in the quarry and just like the music that plays is like, like this makes the, this literally makes the movie for me. Mm, yeah. Um, cause it is so evocative of that era of life where, you're a kid and you're just having fun and a bunch of the people that you know have been murdered by a, by a <laughs> scary supernatural clown. Yeah. All the classic tropes you go through as yep, a kid. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but we're watching it with the sound off, but like just pay attention to the score, um, when you're watching this. Cause it's, it is, it is beautiful. Like the score here and then the, the music that plays at the end when they make the blood pact is so just beautiful. I might actually turn it up a little bit for us. Okay. Like that melody is just so, I don't know, beautiful. It is, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know what the word is. Yeah. I want it as an alarm to wake up. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but it's so like moody and it's so weirdly nostalgic and very coming of agey. It's like innocent. In innocence, yes, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that we have a reference to a turtle here coming up. Um, yeah, right here. Oh fuck, what was that? Something touched my right, my leg right here. Uh, and it's a turtle, and it's like that's an interesting way because I I have a feeling that they are hopefully going to stay pretty true to the book for part two, uh-huh. and I hope I hope they go all out. Yeah, maybe me not too. all out, but like. I hope that they go for it. And, and I love this where they're just staring at Beth. Yeah. Oh, it's so great. And then they get caught and they try to play it off. Just yep. Classic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Again, just total boys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so great. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God. Um... Yeah, and then they discover all the dairy stuff and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I forgot that he found the postcard and almost uh, found it. 
Yeah, I've always been very attracted to the idea of like like researching like a town or something. Yeah, like it's such an interest. Like like that shot of like the copies of the newspaper clippings is like really like it's like my jam. Mm -hmm. Um. So yeah. Yeah. And I wonder if we're, we're going to have, I doubt we will, but like they just referenced the black spot that, that burned down. Yeah. I kind of wonder, I feel like in, uh, well, maybe I'm mis, mis, uh, remembering something from the book, but like at some point in the book, there's a flashback to, um, it may not be the black spot now that I think about it, but it is like a fire. Um, maybe the black spot. Anyway, uh, Dick Halloran is there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And right. I kind of wonder, it would be kind of cool if they did like a flashback thing. That would be cool. For chapter two, but I doubt it because it's, it's more just, uh, uh, background information. It's like an Easter egg in the book. Yeah. And so you'd have like a double Easter egg if you put it in the movie. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And just like the like the shots of them just riding their bikes and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's very nostalgic. It is. Mm-hmm. Like I, I miss that. Yeep. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess I could still have it, but. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Did you ever ride your bike around and just try to get lost? Not try to get lost, but I rode my bike okay. fucking everywhere. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like to the library, you nerd. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Me. Me too. <laughs> Um, my sister used to try to steal magazines from the library. Oh, really? Yeah. That's random. Yeah. Not cool. Not <laughs> yeah, cool. not so much. Um, but yeah, I love this, uh, these interactions. Like, the, like okay, here where Bev finds the, the new kids on the block poster on the side of the door. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that was like, okay, we get it. Like, new kids on the block, like, we, we get it. This is a little bit overkill on the joke, but. <laughs> I think it kind of hinges on the performances of the two actors that it's it's really uh charming still. Oh yeah, it still works so well. Yeah. And uh I don't know, we may have missed it, but when someone says that it's a beaver trap and um, still is, right? My yeah. right boys or whatever. Yeah. Right boys and then he does a high five but he doesn't <laughs> get hit and he's left hanging. Classic. So great. Um Oh motormouth Richie Tozier. <laughs> Um, beep, beep, Richie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> See, like, I think, like, having the close-ups with the music backing it was, like, it's a little bit much. But, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't know. I liked it. Okay, that's fair. Um, And we're kind of getting exposition about how it's all kind of converging on, like, the well house, I think, or something about the house on Ebal. I don't remember the specifics, but I think it's fine, even though I just stumbled through it. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the house on Neibolt Street. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I, I like this idea where, like the, like the kind of archetype of like a haunted house and everything, like the uh, Dutch Hill in the Wastelands um, and the Overlook. Yeah, the there's, I mean, there's something, there's just something about a haunted house that just, yeah. it will just never, it'll never, uh, lose its luster, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm. I mean, look at how successful the, um, 
like the haunting of Hill House was that, yes. that came out on Netflix. And granted, that was done immaculately. Right. Um, did we ever talk about that on any of the podcasts? Um, I don't think we did. I mean, <laughs> I've just been super busy watching Thirteen Reasons Why. Um, <laughs> I literally have. I still haven't. I haven't watched it. Really? Okay. Yeah, I need to. Okay. Um, because it was like one of my favorite things. Yeah. Of the year. Like it was just phenomenal. I guess it's going to come out on DVD and Blu-ray with like an extended really? director's cut. I think. Nice. Um. So yeah, I yeah. I mean, like that's and that's it's not a classic, you know, like haunted house story, but mm-hmm. it's it's still in that vein, yeah, and has those elements to it, yeah. Ah, oh, the effects of this guy, the uh, the the uh, leper, leper, yeah, is so creepy. It's disgusting. And disgusting, yeah. yeah. Um, is this where we had like where? He did a, uh, uh, Bill Skarsgård and had the... Uh, it's, it's in the house. Oh, okay. It's a scene, a scene later on in the house. Oh, I thought it was this scene where he has the balloons and stuff. I don't think so. Okay. That's fine. Um, super creepy. Yeah. Then that's just iconic image and shot right there. Mm -hmm. That's... He's got such a huge forehead. Yes. It's like, and it's like kind of like the makeup is all crackly and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just super creepy. Um, and that's the thing that, like that, what he's doing with his eye, I think, right here, where the one eye is like a little farther off. Yeah. Like he can do that with his real eyes. Yeah. I remember seeing that on, again, he was on some talk show or something. Yeah. And, uh, super yeah. creepy. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, don't remember if they mentioned it, but the, the Frog Prince playbill that they just had on her nice and that's the play that she was in with Bill as a kid. Oh, okay. As a younger kid. Nice. Um, and it's kind of cute that they have that here where it's, uh, like she still has it and everything. Uh huh. Um, how do you feel about the depiction of the little triangle between, uh, Bev and Ben and Bill? Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's cute. Yeah. Um, it's very, uh, junior, elementary, junior high. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, I feel like it's maybe, is it less prevalent in the book or is it, um, I really don't remember. It's, it's maybe not as, uh, as heavily like noted in, in, as in the movie, Mm -hmm. but I think it's, it's there because they, they all kind of, Kind of fall in love with Bev in their own. That's ways. true. Yeah, um, yeah. Which leads to the um, moment that they uh, very smartly did not include in the movie. The gangbang. Yes. Yeah. Um, which in the recent episode with uh, Kirsten on Obsessive Viewer, we talked about that. <laughs> oh yeah. It was a weird situation where I was not defending it, but I was trying to explain it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really hard to explain or try to justify. A scene in which six 11-year-old boys take turns having sex with an 11-year-old girl. Yeah. Um, yeah. This sequence was incredible. Um, just the way the hair shoots up from the drain and the blood is just amazing to me. Yeah. Um, well, I guess it's coming up. But... Um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's just in, uh, it's, it's great. Oh yeah, that's right. She gets the, uh, measuring tape. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
Like you mentioned, uh, plumbing and stuff like this. Yeah. Would, would this freak you out? Disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, especially old metal galvanized pipe like that. That's, mm-hmm. that's gross shit. Yeah. Modern PVC isn't as bad, but. Yeah. Not to get all technical. Sure, sure. And I just like the, the kind of slow build up of it. Yeah. Like, can we get like the shot of blood and then the hair? It's just, it's so, like that right there is so gross. Yeah. Ugh. And it's interesting that this is, by my count, this is like the most like overtly like threat, like she's potentially going to die. Right. Right. Uh, here, it's interesting that they, uh, Pennywise, you know, did it. And I, I like it as escalation. For the horror and everything. God, that is so well done. Mm-hmm. The blood is... God, Ugh. it's amazing. And, like, I love how real the blood looks. Like, it's not movie blood. It's yeah. blood blood. It's not like Quentin Tarantino blood. Right. It's like Carrie blood. Yes. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Kind of makes you want to drink it a little bit. Ew, no. No? Not so much. Uh. Jeez. And it's like, I, I don't know the technical term for it or anything, but it's like they filter the, the shot a little bit. Yeah. So it's like even more kind of red. I think the effect is supposed to be at covering the light, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. But, God, just like that set is just... So well done. Still my little girl, aren't you? Yeah. Um. Honestly, I think her hair looks great. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it suits her. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Jessica Chastain is great. Great, yeah. great casting for totally. Yeah, I'm really um, excited to see how it. Go- do you do you think it's gonna perform well? The movie chapter like, two, like financially or yeah, like, like financially and. Uh, I mean, financially, I think it's gonna be a huge yeah. success. Uh, but um, critically, critically and like quality wise, um, I I have high hopes. I, mm-hmm. I hope I hope it's better than uh, the miniseries. Yeah, and like how how they. How they chose to tackle that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think they'll do a better job than that. I'll put yeah. it that way. Okay. I, I think if you haven't read the book, the ending is very trippy. Yes. I'll just say trippy. Yes. Uh, it's, it's hard. I think it's almost impossible to adapt what happened in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, but there could be a way somebody could figure that out. I don't know if, if they will. Yeah. Um, but, but, it, Try to get as close to that as you can, and and stay away from the weirdness of the, of of the uh, the miniseries. What they did, yeah. By the way, very cool reference that we have the turtle there, <laughs> the turtle, uh, Lego turtle. Um, but uh, I I I've, I've voiced my concerns. I don't know if I've said it on the podcast or not, but it's I'm kind of curious. I have a feeling that some of the success of this movie was kind of contingent on 
like the cultural impact of Stranger Things, which mm. I hate to say that because Stranger Things borrowed a lot from Stephen King and it specifically. Yeah. So like, I like to just be like, you know, I like to be that guy and be like, well, okay, it doesn't have a Stranger Things vibe. Stranger Things has an it vibe. Yeah. yeah. But I kind of worry that like coming back to them as adults for a second movie is going to, even though it makes sense, like structurally, um, and narratively, I think that it won't be as well received because it doesn't have that. I, from what I understand, we're going to have flashbacks and stuff, but it's not, that is so creepy. Mm. Um, but it's not going to have the same impact that it did two years ago when they were kids. Yeah. It's not going to have the nostalgia and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Yep. But here we get another creepy moment where Bill finds Georgie and everything. This was prevalent in the trailers. And it's still so creepy. Like, this is where the kid who plays Georgie really, really brings it. Like, yeah. it is so impressive. Definitely. Um, and just the idea of it, like the, just, again, it's a creepy dark basement and like standing water and not knowing what's, what your feet are, what, what's <laughs> like right by your feet yep. under the water. Agreed. Yeah. It's super creepy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the basement's really eerie. It's like an unfinished basement. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah, the, the brick walls and the concrete mm-hmm. floor. Yeah. More of a cellar almost. Mm-hmm. And the way the light is reflecting off of the water mm-hmm. to kind of illuminate Georgie in, in the raincoat is like beautiful. Like yeah, it's it so is. eerie. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So it's nice little, little visual touches. Yeah. They're really, Really made this movie stand out. Yeah. You'll float too. You'll float too. That is so awesome. Yeah. And seeing Pennywise emerge, <sighs> just so great. Jesus. Ugh. So creepy. Mm-hmm. And, like, I didn't really notice um, until maybe we talked about it, but, like, he's he's using him as a puppet. Did you uh, notice that? Yeah. 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 Just so just unsettling. Crazy. Yeah. And it's it's funny to talk about. I think um Tim Curry mm-hmm. as as Pennywise is the best part of that miniseries. Yeah. Really. And and I think he that that's icon he's iconic. He mm-hmm. he that is an icon of horror. Right. Uh is 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 Tim Curry as Pennywise. Yeah. Um and I, I thought that's something that was one of my biggest worries with this this new adaptation is that they mm-hmm. were they were not going to be able to top that or even match it. Like I, I yeah. thought, you know, like it doesn't matter what they do, it's just it's just not yeah. going to be Tim Curry. And that's what much, we that's what we all have in our minds. Yeah, is Tim Curry. You know, and as much as I hate to admit it, like I feel like there was a lot of conversation, and I was kind of part of that. I I had these reservations too that Bill Skarsgård's really young. Yeah. And I was kind of nervous about that, but man, he just blows it out of the park. Yeah, and knocks I, it out of the park. I was going to say I think I think he I think he exceeded mm-hmm. I think he exceeded what Tim Curry did. Not not I, to not to take away Right. I mean, like it, it's sort of like when back in 2008 when we were all comparing Heath Ledger's Joker yeah. to Jack Nicholson's Joker, right. like it's they're two different things. They're vastly different. We don't have to decide which one was better, like right. we, we don't need to do that. Just, you know, you could say they're both great, or even yeah. if you want to say you like one better than the other, that's fine. Right. 
I'm not trying to take anything away from either actor or either performance. Mm. Um, but I think Bill Skarsgård as Pennywise, time is going to tell, but I think he will end up being just as iconic as, oh, as, I 100% as Tim Curry, agree. at least yeah. for, you know, for our generation and previous generations, Tim Curry was that mm. I think for the millennial, and whatever other further generations, I think Bill Skarsgård will be that. Absolutely. Um, and uh, this scene that we're at now where they're cleaning the bathroom is another one of my favorite, favorite scenes. Um, it is kind of solidifying their bond as the Losers Club. It's uh, scored to The Cure's Six Different Ways, uh-huh. um, which is a great song for it and everything. And it's just like this montage of them cleaning this bloody scene is just really i don't know there's something about the bonding aspect of it that's just so uh so great like and it's so kind of sweet like ben is kind of going toward the room and everything which Mm -hmm. whatever but also this scene coming up with bev and bill is just so like awkward cute um yeah which we'll see here in a second but it's just it's such an interesting way to again, kind of economize the storylines, like having this triangle where like Ben is like looking in, in the bedroom, kind of admiring it, but not in a creepy way. And then like here he's watching Bill actually talk to Bev and you kind of just in body language, you just see him kind of feeling a little despondent about it, I guess. Yeah, right. Um, and then we get this scene that's just so perfect. Like Bill, uh, uh, Jaden, whatever his last name is, mm-hmm. um, he's like he's great, and he, he and uh, Sophia, uh, what's her name again? Uh, Lilis. Lilis. Uh, uh, yeah. The two performers here in the scene was are are just so kind of magnetic in in a very cute and and um, chaste way, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, like, I love the kind of beat that she takes before she mentions the poem and like, she's, like, she's, she's putting herself out there and he, like, he's, she's finding out that he didn't write it. It's just, it's so, just such a well-constructed scene. Yeah. Um. And perfect for her character. Cause mm-hmm. she's, you know, it's, it's throughout the book. She's the more, um, more mature of all yeah. of them. Yep. And, you know, girls mature quicker than boys do. Mm-hmm. Uh, someday we'll get there. Someday, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, no, pizza, it's okay. Hi, pizza. Um, I moved too quickly and pizza freaked out. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't edit out talking to you because it's part of a commentary pizza. <laughs> okay, so yeah, anyway, this is really cute where uh, pizza's sidling up to us. No, um, <laughs> where they're cleaning <laughs> it and everything. Um, <laughs> like Richie's kind of indignation over being the lookout it's uh it's nice and they he references he's the trash mouth and that's uh prevalent through the book i I like that Mm -hmm. um and just like the vulgarity that he has throughout the movie is so like it's it it feels like it's it's a notch above what it should be for his age but it's it's just very comedic because of that uh maybe i'm misremembering what it was like when i was in what uh seventh eighth grade probably middle school eleven years old sixth grade yeah. well Six, I think seventh. in the movie they aged them up a little bit oh okay yeah. yeah uh but here's where they kind of come together and realize oh the clown is terrorizing them right um yeah 
and again, I, I kind of like how Richie's the one that's kind of left out, if I remember correctly. And and yeah, yeah, there we go. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Mike is not in the Losers Club yet. <laughs> like, right? Yeah, I kind of forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, well, he's coming up here now. Here now. Well, he is the last one to join the group in the book. Uh, that's true. Yeah, that is true. But it seems like a lot of time has passed for it. Um, in the movie. Um, <laughs> I love how they all drop their bikes. Yeah, it's classic. Um, yeah, and they do reference reference that it's a Bell Truggins car, so they do reference his name. But yeah, yeah. um, this is very cool imagery with uh. With Pennywise with the arm. Yes. Just so cool. And waving. Just, God. Ugh. This movie has a lot of really good uh, GIF moments. Yes, <laughs> um, definitely. For the internet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God, and I really like the way that Henry Bowers is portrayed as, like, he's very, like, he's portrayed as dangerous throughout the whole movie. Like, right. It's, like, a, so much more than just... Uh, being a bully. Like he's, he he's like edging up to being a serial killer. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that that's why I'm kind of okay with Patrick Hockstetter kind of getting a little shafted by it. Yeah. Because it kind of seems like they transformed some of that character into Henry mm-hmm. a little bit. Right. In the book. Um, but here we have the apocalyptic rock fight. Yeah. Uh, which is, <laughs> which is a, uh, great moment from the book. And I think they did it justice here oh absolutely yeah this is the i mean this is the the comeuppance moment yeah and it's this is what solidifies the group yep oh yeah and what completes the group too because that's where they get mike yes right yeah right and i love that slow motion (laughs) thing yeah yeah so great (laughs) as a kid did you ever play war i think so okay yeah me too yeah, I don't know if I really remember it, but... Yeah, I do, kind of. Yeah, simpler times. Were you ever in an apocalyptic rock fight? I don't think so, no, no. Okay. I think I'd remember. Okay. <laughs> uh, Yeah, that... It's really, like, dangerous, too. It is, it's like, when you think about it. Yeah. It's kind of messed up. Yeah. Oh. Um, it's a problem with doing commentaries. Is sometimes you want to just stop and watch. I know, right? <laughs> like this set where they're like walking, where the train is passing by, and everything. Like that's where they come back after at the end for their blood pact and everything. Yeah, yeah. I just want to see so many. I I want to see more of Dairy. Like I want, <laughs> I want to like live in Dairy. Oh, Eddie Corcoran. Okay, from the uh, book. Yeah. I forgot that they included that little thing there. Hmm. Um. And Betty Ripsom also is referenced earlier. Right. Um, yeah, just like the, the town is just so, just well done. I wonder, like, where they filmed it. Yeah, it's a good question. Like, I don't Probably I don't, in, like, Toronto or something. Probably. Yeah. Um, Oh, yeah, they're going back uh, with the timeline and everything. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, I would love, and, I, and I'm and i sad that they didn't do this, because I had this idea like a year or so ago, I think. Um, I would have loved if they made 
Uh, oh, the Paul Bunyan statue. Yeah, um, all of an Easter egg. Yeah, uh, looking forward to that in the next movie. But um, the um, oh, I would have loved if they would have done like um, promotional, like little like short films that basically like depicted like the different like the Kitchener Ironworks and the and the uh, fire at the black spot and all the stuff that that. Uh, ben just referenced like little like individual things like to throw on the DVD or something. Um, I thought that that could have been a really cool like promotional thing, but they did not uh, heed my advice. Yeah, uh-huh. bit of a ball drop there. Yeah, yeah, I really think that could have been cool. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. So the Well House uh, was in Ontario, Canada. Okay, the town of Derry is uh, depicted. A, a, it was filmed in Port Hope, Ontario, Canada. Okay, yeah, but they did film some in Bangor, Maine, I believe, uh, according to IMDb, at least. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, some in Chicago too. Interesting. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Um, but even like here, where we have like a decent amount of. <laughs> exposition and everything like here we're playing catch up like getting mike involved in the group and getting his backstory it's all kind of coming through but like even just the the imagery but like the paul bunyan statue behind him the police kind of wandering around and like no one really noticing them is just really uh great Mm -hmm. yeah it's a very subtle scene definitely yeah yeah and it doesn't hinder the pacing at all i don't think because I mean, it's. I was kind of riveted by Mike's uh, kind of exposition dump here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that Richie's afraid of clowns. Yeah. Um. This was cool. This was this, really cool. Yeah. This was one of the cooler parts of the whole movie. Yeah. Um. The garage scene with the projector is just so. So creepy. Yeah, the uh, the special effect of mm-hmm. of you know Pennywise coming out of the screen. Yes. Good God, that's just really impressive. Oh yeah, and I love that this is the first time we see Pennywise attack or be like against the Losers Club proper as a group. Yeah. As a group. Um, and there's something about that that makes it even more kind of creepy that he's okay with going after him. Um, I guess in the movie it's called the dairy ironworks but in the book it's kitchener ironworks but anyway yeah um but just like just like him going after all of them after we've seen him go one by one is just so uh just just really creepy yeah definitely and i love after this when they kind of freak out i i i want to say it's maybe eddie or richie i think it's richie they freak out because it's like we're it's summer we're supposed to be we're kids this is summer um, I just, I, like, I felt that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. And I gotta commend the actor playing Bill, cause man, like, like him and also like, um, Steven Weber in, uh, in the audiobook and also, uh, what's his face in, in the miniseries, uh, being able to do a stutter as an actor is like, right. I can't imagine how difficult that would be. That's uh, challenging. Yeah. Jaden Martell is, uh, the actor playing Bill. Yeah. I 
it's like a slow build. Yeah. Um, slow build, slow Georgied, <laughs> slow Georgied. <laughs> um, <God>. stupid. <laughs> um, and the hair, that's so, so creepy. And it was very smart of them from a marketing standpoint to kind of release this part as part of the trailer when they were promoting it. Cause it's like, it's so scary. It's just legitimately scary. Absolutely. Yeah. God. But what's interesting is even though it's, it is scary and everything, like I, and I've talked about this before, especially with like movies like hereditary, like I'm not like frightened by movies the way that I was as a kid. But like for me, like, a horror movie that's effective is like a horror movie that makes me fear a situation rather than like have like jump scares like that that we just saw. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. And God, that is so, he's so massive. Right. That is so freaking scary. Ugh. Ugh. And that's something that, oh my gosh. Um, yeah. that's, that's something that's so hard to like. Like, imagine Stephen King trying to write that. Right. Like, oh, it yeah. would, it's, it's, I'm not saying he couldn't make it as effective as that was watching it, because I don't know. I'm not a writer like he is. Right. I, it's amazing what he can achieve with, with words, but, um, that's, I mean, that just speaks to the medium of film, you know, totally. like how, God, just how effective it is. Yeah. Cause that's, and yeah. it doesn't feel cheap or unearned because it, it is super like effective. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, where's like, you say summer one more fucking time. <laughs> um, just really great. I noticed, uh, throughout the movie, um, Ben Hanscom's, uh, t-shirts are just kind of goofy. Like he has that one oh, that was just yeah. like, like a space landscape. And mm-hmm. earlier he's wearing one that's just a bald eagle. <laughs> right. I don't, it just, I don't know if there was like some kind of strat, a theme there or strategy. I that's interesting. I don't know what it was. Well, he's just dork. I, yeah. Yeah. Well, I remember when I was a kid, like my mom would always buy me just clothes and everything. Right. It was just like, like how the thing I'm wearing now is like basically just like, oh, like Kmart or Walmart. Just yeah. Like, right. You know, non shirt thing. Yeah. And then now that I'm adult, I have like 30 super cool graphic tees with different, um, uh, interests on it. Yeah. Um, including a couple of it shirts. Mm-hmm. Yep. I really like the way that they depict Bill as the leader of the Losers Club. Uh-huh. Like, the clearly the leader. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he... Like, in this scene is so great, and I love the kind of button that they put on it with, I think, Stan or one of them said, we'll find out here in a second, where he's like, he didn't stutter once. Like, just, I love that. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And we missed it earlier, but when he's, like, when he's doing his little, uh, uh, word thing uh where he's like he thrusts his fists against the post and still yeah. insists he sees the ghosts um just I, I love that as another nod to the book right right yeah richie says he didn't stutter once mm-hmm. um god i wonder if i have enough time to re-listen to the book no no i can't <laughs> <laughs> it's just so long it is but man it's so good yeah yeah So, how do you feel about the depiction of the house on Nebolt Street? Um, 
when they're inside it. I feel uh, when they're inside it, it's amazing. I feel like yeah. the actual set, like the outside, is a little overdone. Maybe it's oh, a little, really? A little uh, Hollywood set ish. Sure, or, I can I can see that. You know, but it, I mean, it's not bad. I'm not yeah. complaining about it. Um, when you were a kid, were oh, I guess when we were kids. Uh, well, no, before we met each other, did, was there a house that was like spooky to you that you um, thought was haunted? No, no, I didn't really have anything like that. Huh. No. In high school, did you ever go to the house by the airport? The Canby house? Yeah, the Canby house. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 I went out there, yeah. Did you, was, that when, was I there when we went with, like, Hank? I don't think, no, I went there okay. a couple times, but I don't think so. Okay. I think I went there once with our brothers and, like, their whole group and everything. Okay. I think your brother told me this story about how the owner like dug hole dug tunnels to the different outhouses to kill his family or something. Yeah. yeah yeah who knows if it's true yeah, yeah. i'm sure it's not mm. it was me <laughs> um yeah but uh but anyway um <laughs> uh new podcast haunted indianapolis oh my god um but <laughs> uh but yeah i love that like each like uh, thing that is going after the kid, like each kid has a different kind of thing that terrifies them and everything. And I like that Richie's is both that he's scared of clowns, but also that he's afraid of being one of the lost kids. Yeah. And so his freak out when he sees the flyer is so well done. Mm-hmm. Um, Finn Wolfhard performs it incredibly well. And it pays off the scene earlier where they're looking through the different, like, uh, missing flyers and everything. It's just really well constructed. And I'm going to go ahead and say it, this set is far and away much better than the set of the uh, oh, yeah. Dutch Hill Mansion in the Dark Tower movie. Agreed. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Ugh. God, that's so unsettling. And even when they have like those jump scares, like Betty rips them being ripped away um mm-hmm. through the doorway like it's it's effective but it's like it's not like that's all that it is for the scares in this movie like here like it's just like we know what scares eddie and we know that he's had a run-in with a leper and just like having the sound of like the leper talking to him is like enough to elicit a fear response and it's just yeah really well done um i i really really dig it right like that would work on a kid yeah on absolutely yeah yeah. Yeah, there's definitely some kind of quasi tropish haunted house stuff in this. Yeah. And again, another dark uh, yeah. sequence. It's hard. It's hard to avoid it, or like, yeah. there's not much you can do to not. Yeah. Ugh. But it's so creepy. Ugh. I love the design of the leper. Yeah. Yeah. So eerie. Yeah, and man, I forgot about the arm thing. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Ugh. That just that it messes with me. Mm-hmm. Um. And so here in the room with the with the different clowns and stuff, I don't know if you've seen it, and it's kind of a blink and you'll miss it thing, but somewhere in it, um, 
Oh, that's right. He found Eddie Corcoran. Um, somewhere in it is a like a mask of uh, Tim Curry's Pennywise. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I can't. I'll try to point it out, but I, I don't. I think it's it's a blink and you'll miss it kind of thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I and just like the door closing thing, like that's like you said, it's kind of a trope of like a haunted house thing, right? But it's effective for me. Um, God, just so creepy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm trying to find the Tim Curry one. Um, because it's not like straightforward. Clowns are creepy. They are. Yeah. I've never been particularly scared of them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they've kind of become stigmatized, really. Yeah. Like the idea of them is just super. Yeah. Just creepy. And I wonder if they had to, like, make all these for the movie. I or, was wondering that, too. Like, did they go find these fucking things? Like, are these real? It was probably a mix of that. Yeah. Was that him on the left, the Tim Curry one? Or am I misremembering? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Somewhere in here, there's a Tim Curry, Pennywise. Okay. And I love the the coffin and found. It's just really cool. Mm-hmm. Um... And I love when, when Pennywise jumps up and he says, beep, beep, Richie. Like, I love that as another kind of nod to the book. Right. Even though in this context, it doesn't really make any fucking sense. But, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I forgot that it's a doll. And with the maggots and everything, that's so gross. Yeah, it's creepy. Ugh. God, that's so great. And I, I think it's kind of funny. He does like a football stance. Yeah. It's like, okay. This always kind of made me laugh in a grotesque kind of way. Cause like it's effective. And I always thought, I didn't know, I guess that that's supposed to be Eddie Corcoran, one of the missing kids. Uh huh. But I thought like he looks so much like Eddie Kasprak. He does. That I thought like I was so confused there for a moment. But like this is gross and disgusting and everything. But I like that it's essentially like the floor is lava. <laughs> um, that freaks me out. Oh, yes. The, the bent arm from the broken arm just, ugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I never noticed this in all my repeat viewings and stuff, but I just know, like, he comes out of a fridge. Oh, yeah. And, like, that alone is cool. Like, the design of it's cool. The so way cool. that he comes out and is all out of whack and everything is cool. But, like, I never connected that it's probably a reference to Patrick Hockstetter in the book. Yeah. Um, God, that's so cool. <laughs> God, it is so amazing how much Bill Skarsgård does, like, he does such a great job. Um, <laughs> I love that the doors, I forgot about that. Yeah. Not scary at all. Scary, very scary. <laughs> um, God, that is so creepy. Yeah, he could have been over the top. He could have been. I don't know how he did it, frankly. Yeah. Like him, like, kind of walking uh, toward it, like, kind of dancing toward him is mm-hmm. like, that could be so creepy and stuff. Yeah. Which door would you have picked? I don't know. Yeah. I can't. I really don't know. Yeah. Oh, God, that's so creepy. Yeah. Ugh. I probably would have went with scary, because I would have thought, like, okay, <laughs> there's no way... That not scary at all is really not scary at all. <laughs> but also, I would have recognized that, you know, probably all of them are terrible. 
But this is the this is the the scene between Pennywise and Eddie that uh, uh, oh that you were referencing that he referenced in the thing yeah so like I mean obviously this is a very disturbing scene where mm-hmm. it's very physical and like he has to, he basically attacks him yeah and you know uh, Jack Grazer the uh, mm-hmm. kid who plays Eddie is very you know he's terrified and right. so. Bill Skarsgård was talking about this and he was like, you know, he acted so well that I was genuinely worried that I had like scared the shit out of him or like, yeah. he was like mad at me and, and Bill Skarsgård, like after they s- finished filming the scene, he was like, Jack, are you like, are you okay? Are we good? And he's like, dude, I fucking love what you're doing with the character. Keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. I love what you're doing with the character. It's so great. <laughs> and stuff like that. Uh, so great. Yeah. It, like it was, it was really funny. I'm not doing it justice, but yeah. I think it was on like, uh, I think maybe Jimmy like Fallon or, Conan or Jimmy, probably Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. I saw that clip. Um, and I love that kind of the end of that is Bill Skarsgård saying like, uh, saying like, yeah, he's going to like, I think, I think whoever, I think Jimmy Fallon was like, yeah, he's going to go far as, and like Bill Scarlett was like, yeah, I hope he hires me someday. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. This effect where Bev comes in with the, uh, uh, the, uh, fire poker thing. Yeah. Um, and just like seeing like the shots of it, of Pennywise, like that is so like freaky. And it is so well done. Ugh. And him going down the well right here. There's his face. Yes. Creepy crap. Soup's creepy. Yep. Uh, Have you ever had a Stephen King related nightmare? Uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. Hmm. I know it sounds like I was fishing uh, (laughs) for you to ask me, but I don't think I have. Have you ever accidentally gotten a friend's arm broken <laughs> and have the, have their mother uh, swear you off of their friendship? Not so much. Okay, me neither. Um, when she when when Mrs. Kasprak uh, refers to Bev as as a dirty girl mm-hmm. and everything, I I really wonder if that's an intentional reference to misery. And the oh. way that, um, God, Kathy Bates, um, wow, one of the best villain characters in all of Stephen King. Um, what is her name? Man, um, um, it's like on the tip of my tongue. Yeah, me too. But the way she refers to, uh, Sheldon is, uh, Dirty Bird. Dirty Birdie. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's gonna bug me. Annie Wilkes. Annie Wilkes. <laughs> took a second yeah i can't wait till we cover that book yeah i'm definitely yeah i can't wait to read that again yeah i only read it once oh really when i was a kid yeah oh i love it it's gonna be like the shining again like when i came right. back to that yeah <clears throat> i just scratched my armpit and it hurts so bad he's leaking hamburger helper oh yeah <laughs> god damn it's a great line uh. <laughs> Uh, did Richie already call her Molly Ringwald? Oh, there we go. Who <laughs> invited Molly Ringwald into the group? I love that. <laughs> None of those kids uh, has any idea who Molly Ringwald is. Right. <laughs> well, it is 1989. But I mean, like, the, the actors oh, the now, actor, yeah. like, have no idea who she is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do, man, I forgot the punch is like kind of brutal. Yeah. Um, 
I, I really feel like the disconnect of the group or the disbanding of it is a little bit is pretty well done. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it feels, again, it feels like even in out, out of context from like the actual plot of the movie, it feels like just like a genuine, like friend fight. Like they, they, they are, uh, coming to terms with, with, you know, what's going on and everything, but it just feels like you could, uh, I don't know. It just feels very genuine. It doesn't feel forced at all. Yeah, definitely. Great yeah. chemistry between all the kids. Yep. I'm like, Mike, uh, guys, I can't do this. Um, it's like, guys, I just met you, but um, I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it's funny. We're, we're watching this with subtitles. Uh, yeah. So we can, you know, see what's going on. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know if, uh, as, as Beverly was talking about it, mm-hmm. um, the subtitles, like, it was capitalized. Oh, yeah. Is that grammatically correct? Um, I, th- yeah. Or is it, that just a thing they're doing, like a cool thing they're doing with the subtitles? <laughs> I think grammatically it's correct because it's like a proper noun. Okay. Like, it's, it, um. I don't have good grammar, so. Yeah, me not too good with English. <laughs> um, but, uh, this montage is kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, time passing and everything, uh, which is what a montage is, but <laughs> it's, um, but it's, it's interesting. Cause like, I don't know necessarily how I feel about them making, um, Bev into kind of the damsel that they have to go save. I just, yeah. I feel like that's where it kind of loses just a little bit of ground for me. Mm-hmm. Um, a cat, there's a cat on screen. Oh my god. Um, and as a cat father, this freaked me out because I hate to see cats, um, in any kind of danger. But this happened in a year, 2017, where we had a lot of cat fiction. Like in Stranger <laughs> Things, there was, uh, things that horror befell a cat. Um, and then here in 2019, we've got Pet Cemetery, um, a bunch of other cat related stuff. Oh, Captain Marvel has a cat. Oh yeah. So yeah. Have you seen Captain Marvel yet? Oh yeah. Did we talk about it? I think we did, yeah. Okay. We probably shouldn't talk about it on Tower Junkies though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um I really like this interaction between Henry and his father. Um it's kind of like a quintessential like bully with a shitty father kind of thing. Right. Um yeah. And uh, poor Eddie. That was a good line, though. Uh, nothing like a little fear to make a paper man crumble. Yeah, that was good. I don't think I really mm-hmm. picked up on that in past viewings. Me neither. Yeah. This is, like, just so mean, I guess. I mean, it's informative for him, but, like, when she signs his cast, it's like, that's that's sad. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Ooh, and it kind of makes me uncomfortable wondering, well, I don't know what the context is for this uh, character in the pharmacy and everything, but like if like she's related to Mr. Keen or anything, but like just like seeing him being so creepy toward Bev is like, what is he like? How, how is he acting toward her? Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. I like how this is pretty, uh, uh, authentic to the book because he does find the package in the mailbox with the knife. Right. Um, yeah. 
and I like that when we get to it here in a minute that when he goes back inside and it's like the uh um the like variety show that they're that's on TV like transforms into Pennywise and uh-huh. telling him to kill kill them all kill them all very creepy um very creepy and true to the book too mhm And I think in the book it was his birthday, but I don't think they do that here. Okay. Yeah. How many times have you read the book? Like twice. Okay. I think. Yeah, because I, I, and I've only listened to it. Okay. But like when I listened to it recent, because I listened to it like a few months ago, um, in preparation for, um, chapter two and this, but, uh, like I just, I don't know if I've read or listened to any, uh, any book that so captures the feeling of summer to me. Mm, yeah. And like, I could see myself doing like a yearly reread or re-listen in summertime of it. Um, cause it's so good. Mm-hmm. And Audible makes it real easy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they don't sponsor us. So. Right. Don't, you know. <laughs> yeah. And just, like, that alone is creepy in itself, just, like, that woman with the kids on TV. Mm-hmm. But, like, the way she's so cheerily saying that is just so creepy. Yeah. And then it transforms. Such a nice knife. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so, like, that. Oh. That's so, oh. And again, the blood. Uh, I love the blood in this movie. Have you ever taken a knife? I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> Clown daddy. Clown daddy. Yes. Oh God. Oh God. I need to. I'm. I need to give Kirsten shit for that. <laughs> oh God, that's great. So here we get the confrontation with. Uh, Bev and her dad, and in the in the book, it's handled better, in my opinion. Um, but they couldn't really do what they did in the book per se. Well, they could have, but anyway, in the book, he like kind of chases her through town, and uh. I think he is like overtly really trying to like sexually assault her. Okay. Um, but it's interesting in the book because none of the townspeople like people see her, but they turn a blind eye to her. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which in the movie probably would have been redundant and everything. But also, I think here it is creepy. Um, it, it's, it's unsettling because they're in such close quarters. Um, yeah. You're still my little girl, aren't you? Pizza, <laughs> you're still my little girl, aren't you? Okay. That's a yes. Yeah, she is. She's my little girl. <laughs> uh, she's so pretty. Um, Gosh, should I dress her up as Pennywise for Halloween? Please don't. I should. No. I should. Int. I will. Oh my <laughs> god, she's gonna be so scary. Um, she is kind of an apex predator. Um, yeah. Yeah. Did you see my picture of her in murder mode? I did. Yeah. I done seen that. Yep. Check out my Instagram at instagram.com slash obsessive viewer. And also Tower Drunkies Pod. I need to post more on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, still my girl. Ugh. 
it's so like that is frightening. Like, and that's what I'm like. That's what I mean about like the idea of fear in a horror movie, like evoking fear in the audience in a horror movie. Like, like for me at least, when I'm here in my thirties, like the idea of this young woman being potentially like physically assaulted and sexually assaulted by her father is like that is horrific. Mm-hmm. And the way it's depicted, like I said, with such close quarters and everything is so, just so unsettling. Definitely. Yeah. I don't know why, but I thought I, I thought I rem- remembered Mr. Marsh being like in a wife beater. Oh, that's interesting. I might be thinking of the, of the miniseries. miniseries. I, I don't remember though. Yeah. He might pop his shirt off. I don't know. <laughs> um, pop his shirt off. <laughs> um. Oh, damn. That is so brutal. Yeah. And that, like, okay, if I was, like, being, like, chased and I went into the bathroom, that is a very effective idea to take the top of the toilet tank and, you know, smash someone's head in. It is a blunt instrument. Yes. I want to say that that is... That's main? Maybe. Because I want to say that that might actually be the... Uh, standpipe in Banger. That mm. is like what was directly, what directly influenced Stephen King to write about, to create like the dairy standpipe in the book. Okay. Um, let me actually Google that real quick. Um, cause I've seen pictures of it. I, re- someday, Tiny, we should take a trip to Maine mm-hmm. and podcast about it. <laughs> Yeah, it's called the Thomas Hill Standpipe. Okay. Yeah, I think that that's it. Yeah, it looks like it. Yeah, it looks just like it. That that's is awesome. Cool. That is so cool. I never put that together. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, like go on a tour of Stephen King stuff. Like they have like tours that they. they oh, totally. For. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll figure something out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and to go to the Stanley Hotel. Yes, yes. That'd God. Be so cool. Donate to us, please. Yeah. Um. I know Paige wants to go to Maine. She, oh, yeah. She'd like to see it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And I would force her to do like a Stephen King tour. Very nice. Yeah. I like, look, you married me. Right. <laughs> 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 you married Stephen King just as much as you married me. <laughs> if you can't handle me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. So <laughs> I actually said that to Paige once. Oh God. It was in jest, but not really. Oh God. It was okay. well, it was on race day. Sure. And I was I had drank a case of beer. I was plowed. And uh, she was That's like nuts. she was like helping me. Like I was in the bathroom mm-hmm. and like I was like I like almost fell and she like had to catch me and she was like, Oh God, you are a mess. And I was like, <laughs> You can't handle me at my worst. You don't deserve me at my best. God. And she just died laughing. Did she, okay. Did she immediately stop helping you? Because- yes. <laughs> yeah. Good for her. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, the iconic their gazebos <laughs> line just happened. Um, and this gazebos, is where yeah. he like that actor. He is amazing. He's great. Yeah. I loved him in Shazam too. Yeah, me too. Me good. too. He also had a very small role in an episode of Comedy Bang Bang. <laughs> um, very, just, I just want to reference Comedy Bang Bang because I, I love that, mm-hmm. um, show and podcast. It's great. 
Um, yeah. And, like, Eddie's mother, like, the way that, like, she looks so sweaty and grimy is just, it's so unique. And I hope that that's not how she is in real life. Yeah, it's like a, like a bit of a theme with the adults in this, in this movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Richie with a bottle. That's great. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I was going to say something about uh, all that stuff, but I can't remember. I don't know. Mm-hmm. We should drunk podcast. Oh, God. Yeah. I'll put that on the books for us. All right. Um, yeah. I like never drink anymore. Yeah, you know, honestly, me neither, really. Mm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And seeing that rat on the piano was creepy. <laughs> Rodents freak me out. Oh, really? No, oh, yeah. They don't really bother me. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Well, we, when I lived in with my parents in that old townhouse, like we had like a mouse infestation. Oh, really? For a long time. Mm. And it was just, ugh. <laughs> yeah. Like that place wasn't great, but it was, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> like when I moved out my closet, uh, when I got, like it was piled up with a bunch of junk and everything. Like when we took everything out, like there was like piles of like mouse turds. Oh boy. Just disgusting. Ugh. Yeah. Ooh. So would you go down a well like that? Hell no. Yeah. Absolutely not. Same Z's. Yeah. Just ugh. like I, my like one of my like terrifying fears is mm. like enclosed spaces. Yeah, or like like if if I had a job where I had to go down to a manhole. Oh yeah. No thanks. Ugh. I would. I I'm not saying I wouldn't do it, but right. you have to pay me super well. Yeah. Like thirty five dollars an hour. Jeez. Or a million dollars. Oof. I just <sighs> patreon.com slash obsessive viewer. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, I will grosses me out. I will make that I will make that a tier of the podcast <laughs> on Patreon. <laughs> oh. God. I really like the design of the, the well and everything that they go down. They nailed it, yeah. They did. And I kinda wonder how they're going to do the kind of climax and and it chapter two because uh-huh. like it would be redundant if they went to the same place right, right um but then several years have passed so it could look different or that could justify it looking different yeah um this i love because for a couple reasons one it's bev waking up in the in in the kind of lair and i love the way that it became a meme uh like i would spend like a long time watching just like a supercut of different music played when Pennywise came out to yeah. do the little dance thing. <laughs> um, yeah, it's yeah. one of the funny things that sort of took off from this movie. Yeah. But I also love the kind of mountain of child things and yes. like the floating children elements. Really cool. Because it's like he's a serial collector who's collecting trinkets from all his kills. Absolutely. And it's, it's a literal mountain. Yeah. And it's also... 
it's it's giving an interesting context to the idea of like you'll float too, you'll float too, and everything because that's yeah. not in the book. Right. Um, right. It's just really interesting. Uh, it's an interesting enhancement to the story that I think works really well for the film medium. Yes. Yeah. I guess he doesn't dance yet. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember any of the examples of the memes or anything. But like, um, I don't know. But I love the way that the camera is like, I don't know how they did it or what the technical term is for, but it's like, uh, I, I, I can't describe, or I don't, I don't know how to describe it, but it's like, uh, the camera is like maybe stationary or bouncing and like he's, sta- I don't know. Yeah. It's, oh, it's, um, crap. I don't know. Like it's, uh. Like a forced perspective thing yeah, or something? I don't know if that's right. Yeah. It's fixed on him. It's like stabilized on him. Okay. And the, and everything around him moves. Yeah. But he's in uh, frame. And, uh, he's stabilized. I like the idea of it just being like fear. He feeds on their fear and everything. Right. It's just yeah. like, that's God. And this is so creepy. Like I, mm-hmm. I, it's essentially, it's the deadlights. Yeah. And I, I love that they included that and how creepy that is. Mm-hmm. And it's not even really explained either. No. Like, uh, not that it has to be. Right. And I really appreciate the movie for that. Yeah. We can assume we can sort of assume that it'll be explained better in the yeah. second part, you know. Mm-hmm. I kind of wonder if they, since they are doing like um, flashbacks with the kids and everything, I kind of wonder if they're going to do the smoke hole thing um, because in the yeah. book, the smoke holes they kind of do it to try to learn more about Pennywise, I guess. Right. But I guess they wouldn't really need to since they had the whole thing with the um, the map or whatever. Hmm. Um. I really like Henry as the deranged killer. Mm-hmm. Um, like that actor does a really good job. Again, yeah. it's like kind of a, I don't, it could be like a thankless role. Like it could be or a really difficult role even just because, I mean, he's the physical adversary for them, but it's like he's competing with <laughs> fucking Pennywise, yeah. the dancing clown. Right. And Bill Skarsgård, who's knocking it out of the park. He could have been a total Joffrey Baratheon. Yeah, totally. He could have been kind of whiny and <laughs> yeah, yeah, or just like universally hated, right? Like a career-defining thing. Mm-hmm. God, I really like the way that that yeah uh, plays out with the kind of bolty thingy. Makes me think of No Country for Old Men. Oh yeah, same, I haven't seen that in a long same, time. Same thing, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was creepy. Or that was that was crazy, I should say. Right. With Henry falling. Um Yeah. Ugh. Damn it, Mike. I know, right? Ugh. Damn kids. And this is like the ultimate like dark area 
mm-hmm. for them. Ugh. Yeah, and I love that they incorporated Stan as having like the arguably maybe one of the scariest moments. Yes. Um, or most threatening moments. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like when I saw it, I was like, "That is that's setting up the sequel really well." Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And like when he, when they find him and he's like looking into the deadlights and everything and he's, he's freaking out screaming like, you're not my friends, you're not my friends. Uh, like that just felt like I felt for the kid. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's so powerful. I, I love it. Yeah. But we'll get to that here in a second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I forgot that the that the painting lady comes back. Yeah, that is super creepy. Ooh. Yeah, like the kind of uh, uh, the kind of tippy taps. Yes. Yeah. Ooh, so creepy. Yeah. Is um, I should know this, but is Andy Andy Machete? Oh, Oof. is Andy Machete directing the sequel too? Yes. Okay. Yep. Um. That shot where he's looking into the deadlights and the mouth kind of comes out kind of xenomorph like a yes, little bit. Yeah. Um super, super creepy. Mm-hmm. I like the Pennywise is just like, all right, I'm out of here. <laughs> he's like, hey, it's me, okay, bye. Yep. <laughs> oh God. I it's like I feel so like that is like that's such a great like piece of acting for him, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it, that's one of the more stark examples of how uh, this should not be. <laughs> like, this isn't a kid's job, right? <laughs> Kids aren't supposed to be doing like this. Is way above, yeah, what a child's mind can, an eleven-year-old's mind can handle, right? And that's that's him like literally freaking out because yeah. this is just it's just too much. Oh yeah. And I would have been doing that, you know, I don't know, after the 10-minute mark of the movie. Right. <laughs> We're almost to the end, and he yeah. made it that long before he freaked out. <laughs> Not me, man. I would have fucked that clown up. Yeah. Yeah. Beat his ass. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so dumb. Yeah. <laughs> and I I like this, that, um, and I wish that it wasn't technically, like, like effective, but like when Ben kisses her here in a moment, mm-hmm. um, like I, I thought that was really funny, just the reaction and everything. I kind of wish that it, you know, didn't. Like I said, I wish it didn't like work out. Yeah, because um, it is a little hokey. Yeah, it's a bit of a cliche. Yeah, but like the moment, and we're getting ahead of it. But I <laughs> like the moment where. Uh, that's when she realizes the poem was Ben. I thought that was sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the whole idea of gray water. God. That's so creepy. Ugh, disgusting. Yeah. I assume this entire set was constructed for the movie. 
Um, you know, it's interesting because yes, I believe it was. And there was a picture on, I think the Stephen King subreddit that showed like, um, a bunch of like the, the apparatus that was created for it. Mm-hmm. And it's like just, it's wooden, like wooden tunnels, like obviously above ground and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll try to find it. But it was really interesting. It looked kind of uh, pretty uh, detailed. Yeah. Or, um, yeah, my point was it's an impressive set. Right. Well done. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this is for kisses her. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's further exacerbated by the fact that it's so awkward. Yeah. <laughs> The real it was the friends they made along the way. (laughs) (laughs) I love the reactions, though. He was trying to eat her lips. (laughs) This is how you kiss, right? Is that not? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Maddie. (laughs) All them were like, what the fuck are they talking about? Right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know how to kiss. Did you see the painting lady with Stan? <laughs> I, oh, my God. I know. I use a lot of teeth. Yes. <laughs> All sets of them. <laughs> <laughs> Big bill. Yeah. I like that it culminates with, with him, to an extent, culminates with him and Georgie. Mm-hmm. Just man, like imagine that, like yeah, uh, and seeing the seeing your brother without an arm is like freaking crazy, right? And just the way, I mean, the way he comes to this, like it's basically closure for him. Yeah, you know, it's it's very mature. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. In the and we didn't really touch on it in the beginning. The scene with Georgie and Pennywise when Georgie keeps saying, uh, saying like. Uh, saying like, oh, Bill's gonna kill me. And then Pennywise is like, Bill's gonna kill you. Yeah. Um, just like, I, I, it's so eerie and, uh, unsettling. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, uh, it's very mature. And it's good that he, you know, recognizes that it's not really Georgie. Yeah. The actor that played Georgie was in a movie called The Prodigy, just a creepy, maybe not possessed, but creepy de- demonic kid movie. Mm-hmm. It looked good. I never saw it. It came out this year. Um, kind of might want to check it out. Yeah, what you're talking about. I yeah, yeah. I, don't, I didn't see it either. Mm. And I love that, like the design of like Georgie falling down and like just having that hole in his forehead. Mm-hmm. And it's like when he, it's not like he immediately transforms, like now he is, but like that beat where he's not transforming is like, just like that little bit of kind of, uh, I don't know, concern or 
fear that maybe he didn't do the right thing. Uh, I just like how it holds for a beat before we get into the final battle. Yeah. That's a creepy shot with Georgie's head. Totally. And uh, Pennywise's costume. That's so cool. There are several good, like, aerial shots in the movie. Most notably when Georgie gets dragged into the sewer. Mm -hmm. That's creepy as crap. Oh, absolutely. And I kind of like the, uh, what, like, kind of like the almost Power Rangers esque. Kind of like one on one, like they each kind of beat him up a little bit. Yeah, uh, it kind of reminds me of Power Rangers, where they would all like like a team of Power Rangers would go one one by one against the enemy. Mm-hmm. God, that is so frightening. Right. Yeah, and threatening. See, <laughs> they're just one on one. Yeah. Were you a big Power Rangers fan? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Good. Never, I never got a Megazord. Good. Oh really? Never got, never got one. Ugh. It's too expensive. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. Um, and what's, what's interesting about this is like mm-hmm. it's um, this is like a fight. Like it's, it's weird. I love the way he's like rubbing his face. Yeah. This. It's uh, just. It's like, so invasive. It's yeah, and it's one of those extra. Like I wonder if that was in the script or if he was just like. Yeah. You know, just like, I'm going to be extra creepy and mm-hmm. weird in this. Um, but, uh, like, this is... It's interesting because, like, the creature, it, is not... Mm-hmm. It's not, like, feeding on them right here. Right. It's like, like this is like a legit fight. Yeah. And it kind of makes me wonder, like, has the has it ever, like, had to defend itself like this before? Oh, and that's a good question. It's just, it's kind of an interesting... Kind of thought exercise, right? Like it's not trying to kill them. Yeah. Like I wonder if it, it, like, is it trying to kill them or is it? Does it want to save them so that it can feed off of their fear? Right. Type thing. Like I, I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. Because you would think physically it would just be able to manhandle them and just mm-hmm. you know it wouldn't even be a challenge. But yeah, I I don't know. It's just food for thought, I guess. Yeah. Uh, fear for thought. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I do, I do like the concept of like feeding on their fear and everything. And like the way that Pennywise was kind of bargaining with them because he kind of realizes like, Oh, okay, well maybe I won't win this. Cause like you said, it's probably the first time he's ever been fought. Right. Um, and I love the way he's like, you'll live rich lives and die of old age and everything. It's like, it's really, um, cool setup, I would say. Mm hmm. Um, and I love this, the <laughs> Richie's big moment is like, I'm going to have to kill this fucking clown. <laughs> so great. Like I remember in the theater, just like, like cheers. Yeah. It's great. Oh yeah. The, um, burnt arms coming out when Mike does it. That's awesome. Pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like each, each, uh, each iteration of each the iteration, creature. Yeah. Iteration. Yeah. <laughs> and I like that the spider kind of pincers. It's like grasping at straws, like what's what's going to yeah. scare these kids or whatever, yeah. Yeah. And I like that as potentially a nod to the book and also foreshadowing maybe for for part 2. Uh-huh. Um but yeah. And that's it. I never noticed that and I I'll have to revisit the book and find out, but the mummy like the kind of wrapping of the mummy uh-huh. against Ben. I think that that's a tie to the book 
because Ben, uh, like was chased by the mummy, like the Universal Monsters mummy. Right, right. Yeah. Um, it may have been Ben. I don't know. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> I like that Bev has like almost no hesitation there. Yeah. God, this is such a satisfying climax. It is. Um, name of my sex tape. But, um, <laughs> stupid. Um, I love how it's, it feels like it's, um, it feels like it's like an indefatigable fight. Like neither side mm-hmm. can really win. Yeah. Like I think it realizes that mm-hmm. he's not going to be able to just scare them or just, they're not, it's not some little fly he can just swat away. Right. And, but I think the kids, because of their naivety, think they could just, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to physically defeat this thing with pieces of pipe and a baseball bat. Yeah. Still insisting sees the ghosts. Um, I, uh, I, I love this because it's part one of a two part movie, but it doesn't feel like it's incomplete. It doesn't feel like it's part one. Yeah. Um, I love the way that his head kind of breaks apart like that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something to the kind of fluidity of that, but still being a solid is, is really just, uh, well, well, uh, well realized. Yeah. But like this movie does not feel incomplete. Like it, it tells a complete story, complete character arcs for seven characters is like, it's insane. Yeah. Um, and is <laughs> and is super creepy and uh effective on on that level too. Yeah, there's no like annoying cliffhanger. Exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah, and all the kids floating down. Yeah. And we're coming up obviously on the end of the movie, but um when they do their blood pack thing like Man, uh, I'll turn up the sound a little bit too so we can kind of comment on it. But the score in that is like, mm. it may be, it may be the same music from the Corey scene now that I think about it. Okay. Uh, but it's just, it's so just beautiful. Closure for Bill. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same kind of sense that I get when I watch like Stranger Things that like I feel like these kids are all destined for like long careers. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that that's come to fruition pretty well cuz like uh the kid who plays Bill is going to be in Ryan uh Johnson's new movie Knives Out. Okay. And uh Sophia Lyles um is she was in that one movie, um, Nancy Drew? Yeah, right. Um, yeah, so cool. Yeah, hopefully they yeah have some staying power. Mm-hmm. And their the their little quartet is having their little palaver. <laughs> um, and I like that Bev is uh, depicting or reciting this about kind of having a vision of them as adults. Mm-hmm. 
just like little pieces like that is setting up the sequel, hopefully really well. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then Bill makes the oath that they're going to swear to come back. Yes. If it comes back. Did you ever do a blood pact as a kid? <laughs> no, not <Okay>. so much. <laughs> That's pretty extreme. It is. You never did like Blood Brothers? No. Oh, interesting. No. I don't think I did. But let me turn up the sound a little bit so we can hear it. Okay. It's definitely a different score from the Corey scene. But I think I may have turned it up too early. Because now it's kind of starting to come in a little bit, kind of, um, I don't know, kind of triumphant. Hmm. Um, it just kind of scores the the bond that they all share now really well. Um, but I think it's when they when they uh, hold hands, when they start to kind of come together, that that's when it really kicks in. Okay. Yeah. Here. The kind of floaty kind of just like I I don't know I love it it's uh it's very explosions in the sky yes yeah it, it totally me of that. feels like that yeah and, and of course the, the close up of the cast with lover instead of loser that mm-hmm. God like I remember like the second or third time maybe that I saw this um like I got kind of teary eyed at this point. Um, and again, it kind of closes on a really kind of quintessential coming of age story moment. And actually, I think I, that's not the same area that they were at when they were walking by the, where the train. Oh was. yeah. It's a little different. Yeah. Uh, but that kind of covered bridge thing is really cool. Definitely. Um, a lot of good set work. Yeah. But again, about this, I, I like that Stan's the first one to leave. I think that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're left with Ben and Bev and Bill. And then Ben leaves. I'm just narrating what's going on. By the way. <laughs> you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Is it implied that she killed her dad, basically? Um, it is. I think it's more. It's left more ambiguous than actually implying it. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, I have a suspicion about the next movie. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, we'll save that for the It Chapter 2 review. Okay. I love this where he runs up and kisses her. So cute. It is. And then she puts her hand on his face and there's blood all over his face. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. It is a horror movie. It is, yeah. I think the music kind of pumps up here too. And it's just like, I love the score of this movie. I never noticed the mu- music as much. Yeah. And that's kind of an interesting concern. We talked about it earlier a little bit, but just the idea of 
than uh, uh, like it's got to be frightening for the adult actors, even though I mean we have like Jessica Chastain and uh, um, oh god, what is his name? James McAvoy. James McAvoy. Bill Hader. And Bill Hader, like talented actors and everything. And I love this it chapter two, chapter one. Mm. Um, but like I, it's got to be some pressure on them <laughs> to actually deliver on like are they going to be able to capture that chemistry that the losers club as kids had yeah that is a lot of pressure um whereas like like capturing the chemistry and then also capturing it in a way that shows that they've you know been apart for 27 years Mm -hmm. so yeah um so that's it our commentary track yeah um so the cast bill dembro Jaden lieberher really good uh ben haskam Played by Jeremy Ray Taylor, really good. Uh, Beverly Marsh, Sophia Lillis, really good. Richie, to- damn it, <laughs> good try. I tried. <laughs> I, I tried. I went way too slow. Yeah, <laughs> way too slow. <laughs> um, yeah. So, any parting thoughts on it, Chapter One? Uh, really well done, and mm-hmm. just a, a great movie. I think this was my number three movie of the year in my top ten. That um, sounds right. Yeah, I think it was my number three, but mm-hmm. um. Yeah, I mean, and this was a great year for horror as yeah, well. Yeah, 2017. Uh, Hereditary and... Was Hereditary in 2017? Wasn't it? Or am I thinking no, of last year? You're thinking of last year. Thinking of last year. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I really love this movie. Me and too. I think, I think, I don't know if we, there could ever be a, an ad- adaptation of mm. it that would be better. I mean, hopefully the second one is, is equally as, enjoyable as this but right i'm thinking you know as far as at least this part of the story i don't know that we could get a better adaptation i agree yeah and this was both of our number threes on our top 10 in 2017 and mike okay. our uh co-host on sabbatical on obsessive viewer uh it was his number one right um so yeah but it and that that's something i was going to ask you as we kind of close out this episode but do you think down the road, like this is a really well done adaptation and it's, it's really effective. It's really great. Do you think down the road there would be room to make like a TV series adaptation, like a limited series that's not like three episodes, but like, like a, like a 13 episode season? Um, uh, I mean, it's possible and I, mean, I don't think it would be bad, but, yeah. uh, I, I don't know. It's just depending on how this concludes with the second movie, mm-hmm. I just, I, for fatigue purposes and everything, I just don't know that. Yeah, a lot of time would have to pass for that. Yeah, I don't know how I'd feel in 20 years. Yeah. You know, who who knows? Um, and how did you feel watching this for now the third time in your life? Uh, I'm great. I mean, it, it, it re-solidified a lot of my opinions about it. I wouldn't, I don't think I'd change anything I've, I've said or any, Mm -hmm. any positions I've put it on, on, on any lists or anything. Nice. Uh, same. It's, I mean, it's my, like I said, it's my go-to movie. Uh, when I'm, uh, like editing and stuff. Funny, one of the head carpenters is David Palmer, uh, <laughs> president from 24. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, uh, closing, closing thoughts, uh, expectations for the sequel. How, how do you feel going into it? Are you excited, nervous, anything? I'm wicked excited. Mm-hmm. I, but I'm also just nervous that they're not going to be able to pull it off. Yeah. Um, cause I, I think this is the, the sequel, the, the conclusion is the hardest part mm-hmm. to do. I think it's, it's one of Stephen King's best endings that he's ever came, come up with. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, it's just a lot of pressure. It's, I, 
I agree. I have faith that they'll do it justice, but I also am going in recognizing that this, that the end to this story, that the, or the way that they're, they're splitting up the story with the kids and then adults in the sequel. Um, this portion of the story is, I'm going in prepared for it to be more open to interpretation and, um, um, uh, adaptation and changes than part one. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm kind of going in with that expectation. There are things that I hope that they do and things I think they will do, but I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. That's our commentary for it. Chapter one. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Let's, let us know what you thought of our commentary and also, uh, let us know if you watched the movie while listening to it. Cause I'm always curious about, uh, that, <laughs> but I, how do you feel about doing these commentary tracks, tiny? Uh, it's, it's fun. I, I mm. yeah, I, I never, I was, I remember when you first uh, like talked about us doing one. Um, and I don't even remember what the first one was we did. Dark Tower. Was well, it Dark Tower? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I was hesitant, mm-hmm. but I feel like you and I have a good rapport. And yeah, I think so too. Yeah. There's, it, it's, it's always fun to flesh out everything in real time as you're mm-hmm. watching a movie. So yeah, it's, uh, it's a lot more reaction. Mm-hmm. Than having prepared things, and we talked to the to the end of the credits. We did, uh, yeah. So cool, good good job, us. <laughs> um, all right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Check us out on Patreon, patreoncom viewer. Check. Oh, there's Pennywise laughing at the end of the credits. That's cool. Um, but uh, check us out on Patreon, patreoncom viewer. Uh, minimum donation of one dollar per month gets you access to an RSS feed. That's just us bullshitting a lot. Um. Also, I'm going to be a guest on the Between uh, Science and Superstition podcast, the Twilight Zone podcast. I'm really excited about that. I'm recording that Wednesday. I can't wait. Um, and then, yeah, check us, check us, uh, check us, uh, check out our other podcasts, Obsessive Viewer and Anthology. Links in the show notes and the pre-recorded outro. Uh, I'm tired. I'm gonna, I want to go to bed. Tiny. Me you, too. Yeah. Very all right. So, uh, yeah, so thank you guys so much for listening. Long days and pleasant nights. And may you have twice the number. And now, here's a short clip from our Patreon-exclusive RSS feed. To hear the full clip and more exclusive Patreon content, go to patreon.com slash obsessiveviewer and become a patron at the minimum rate of $1 per month. Thank you and enjoy. (laughs) I did do something really stupid the other day. That I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna record. I have this recorded forever. Um, but uh, whenever I throw her toys, uh, and she runs after and chases it, like she's kind of a dumb cat, so she just runs at it, and like wherever it lands, she just stands by it. Uh, sometimes she'll like jump up and like try to catch it with her paws, and then like midway through, she's like, "Oh, I don't have any thumbs." But um, since I live alone and I just have a cat, and I'm completely alone in my life, um, she. <laughs> I will throw the toy and then I'll just say instinctively as her, say like, Dad, I get the toy. I get the toy. Mm-hmm. Um, so the other day I did that and that turned into, uh, <clears throat> I, I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this with a straight face, but it <laughs> turned into me throwing the toy and then imagining and then reciting her saying, I get the toy and I get it again. You're never going to get the toy. 
I get the toy. Oh my god. <laughs> and I and <sighs> I texted that to Kirsten and she just sent a gif that was just like a uh I don't like a very like judgmental look. And then I just put like musical notes and I was like <laughs> I was like hissing the night away. Oh my god. Hissing the night away. And then uh <laughs> I take a water drink, I take a saucer drink. <laughs> And then I didn't think anything further. Jesus Christ. And there go all of our Patreon subscribers. I know. (laughs) Please tell your friends about how embarrassing this Patreon feed is. (laughs) Good God. I get the toy. And I get it again. Uh. Oh, my God. Tower Junkies is edited and produced by Matt Hurt and presented by ObsessiveViewer.com. For a full archive of our episodes, go to towerjunkiespod.com slash archive. You can also like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash towerjunkiespod and follow us on Twitter at towerjunkiespod. If you enjoy the show, please take a couple minutes to leave us a rating and a quick review on Apple Podcasts. This is the easiest way to support what we do, and all it costs is just a little bit of your time. If you'd like to donate to the podcast... You can make a PayPal donation at towerjunkiespod.com slash donate or support us on Patreon for recurring donations and access to commentary tracks and B-roll audio recorded exclusively for patrons at patreon.com slash obsessiveviewer. Every donation goes toward paying the fees to keep the podcast running and is greatly appreciated. For official Obsessive Viewer merch, including shirts, mugs, phone cases, and more, visit our Public store. You can find a link to the store in the show notes of this episode and at obsessiveviewer.com slash donate. Or you can simply search for obsessiveviewer at tpublic.com. For information about our annual live event showcasing short horror films from local filmmakers, check out shocktoberinirvington.com. And for an archive of all our events, as well as news about potential future events, head over to obsessiveviewer.com slash live. For more podcast content, you can find our flagship movie and TV review and discussion show, The Obsessive Viewer Podcast, at ObsessiveViewer.com, and on Twitter, at ObsessiveViewer. You can also find Anthology, Matt's solo podcast covering The Twilight Zone, and other classic and contemporary science fiction anthology TV shows at AnthologyPod.com and OVAnthologyPod on Twitter. Finally, check out The Secular Perspective. Tiny's side project podcast, which tackles current events and life's big questions from the perspective of secular hosts Chad and Amanda at thesecularperspective.com. Music for the podcast is provided with permission from Fingers T on YouTube. Additional bumper music is provided courtesy of As Good As It Gets, which can be found at facebook.com slash as good as it gets band. Thank you so much for listening. Long days and pleasant nights. Kitty!